just trying to be a father. He's a daughter and a son. Be a lover to their mother. Everything to everyone. Up and down, bright and early. I'm all business in my suit. Yeah, I'm dressed up for success. From my head down to my boots. I don't do it for the money. There's bills that I can't pay. I don't do it for the glory. I just do it anyway. Providing for our futures. My responsibility. Yeah, I'm real good on the pressure. Yeah. I'm going to see if she's over here. Yes, she is. There we are. I'm going to bring on, without any further ado, I'm going to bring on Miss Tori Maris. And you can go to marisforohio.com. Marisforohio.com. All right. Tori, welcome to Live Truth Radio once again. Hi, Brian. Have me. Thank you for having me. Sorry. Um, and I apologize for coming on so late. Um, I was out and about and then I got stuck on meeting calls. And the thing is, you know, you can't drive and have a focused conversation. So that cost me a lot of time. Didn't get a lot of things that I wanted to get done, done, but, um, you know, I'm in the Supreme court. So it's obvious that I'm going to be on the phone constantly. Well, I understand totally. I, I, um, witnessed your one uh, outing where, um, Mr. Um, what's his name? Usher. You were at, you were the key uh, note speaker at this event on your Facebook page, all right. And uh, Toledo, Mr. Right? it was in Toledo. Yes, yes, it was in Toledo, and Mr. Usher was there too. But I heard what you were speaking about and uh, the court case. Why don't you just fill everybody in on where we're at at this point with your campaign? We only got what three days left, so let's yes. get on it. Well, you know, obviously when you run as an independent, you're already at a disadvantage. And for myself, I'm in an even bigger disadvantage. And that's because I was put on the ballot the day before the um, overseas ballots were sent. That's the end of September, right? Um, Then I had to go into the Supreme Court and demand that I can appoint election observers, right? And the Supreme Court took their time, of course, running out the clock. And they came back with the most preposterous, like today, having speaking, speaking to a lot of people. And one of these people is one of the greatest attorney generals, you know, we've ever seen. They've cleared out mafia, right? And so they're going over the response that the Supreme Court of Ohio came back with. How did they do that? It was preposterous that they alleged the claim that anyone outside of the two-party system is not equally treated as a candidate. That is a very big problem. That is a massive problem. But that wasn't the primary, I guess it's a primary reason that all of us should care about. Because what if you decide to create your own party? You and a million of your friends want to, you know, create a party called the, I don't know, backpack party, whatever, you want, whatever, right? <laughs> Sesame Street, whatever, right? You should have the right to do it because we're in America and we can do that, right? I mean, we even have a political lobby called the KKK, right? And that's completely racist and yet they still exist. But what they've, they've created in the state of Ohio, they say that people that are non-Democrat, non-Republican, 
are not the same. So I guess if you're part of the two-party system, you have more rights than other people. That's curious. And so this is why we took it to the Supreme Court. Obviously, there's jurisdiction there because that's the highest court I could go to because these are federal questions. And this is where the justices messed up. You know, uh, the Supreme Court is highly expensive. Just paying for the printing materials was a little over three and a half thousand dollars. Right. People don't seem to understand that your odds of getting docketed by the Supreme Court are slim to none. They'll get a thousand cases, 0.8 of them get on the docket. I'm on the docket. And the reason is because this is a very serious question for the whole United States. And what's unfortunate is, is that people don't see it like that. They're still stuck in this, you know, sheep mentality of red and blue. And it's like, don't you see it? They've created this infrastructure, right, to keep you against each other and play this and play that. Mm -hmm. Now, on Friday in Toledo <laughs> was when I found out the Supreme Court late that evening decided to say, yeah, you don't really count. And then they came back saying, well, you you can't observe the vote, the, the counting of the votes because, you know, they just skirted. They didn't even answer the question. It was like it was like an afterthought, like a footnote, because they can't tell me I can't do what the law says. Right. So it was the most remedial response ever. I mean, the Supreme Court is a kangaroo court, literally. <laughs> so at the Supreme Court now, I filed my case. They gave me a date of December 5th to Frank LaRose to respond to it. Well, right? that's curious right there. Well, I, no, we just made history. Ohio just made history. And you should be sitting there and thinking, wait a minute, hold on. Did she just go to the Supreme Court of the United States? They documented her case, and no one is talking about this. Oh, you got to yeah. Is, no, this is what every Ohioan should be thinking about. Think about it. I'm the they first woman in a statewide race to actually be on the ballot, right? I'm also a minority, right? Let's use that card. Everybody loves to use it. Why not? Give it to me. <laughs> so, uh, you know, all of this, and no one's talking about it. I mean, the media in our state, has completely ignored the fact that I'm actually on the ballot. They pretend like I don't exist in their voter guides. They only show the Democrat and Republican. And then you have to wonder, what the heck is going on? Is this okay? And that's is that's normal. Okay? That's absolutely normal. Yeah. See, I'm not, I'm not making an excuse for them. Don't get me wrong. Because I, I covered, I was a staunch advocate for uh, Eric Deaton, who ran underneath the Constitution Party back in 2010. And the same right. thing happened with him. You know, the media did not cover him. I was pissed off over that. And now I'm pissed off over what's happening with you because you're just a regular American trying to make this state better. All right. Our country better, you know. Trying. And and yeah. the thing is, I'm being targeted by both those, uh, by all of those that claim that they're, you know, patriotic and they love America. And that's what's even crazier. And I'll, and I'll be you on this. So, as you know, I'm in the Supreme Court asking that independents get you know, treated the same, right? All right. But what else am I asking for? The right to count, to observe the counting of the votes. Now, what does that mean? In law, we're, we, we are told that we are allowed to observe the tallying of the votes, meaning, you know, I could see someone or something counting one plus one is two, right? So I'm asking for the election observer in order to accommodate that. 
Now, here's a question to everyone out there that's so Republican or so Democrat. (laughs) If the GOP really wanted to put this to sleep, why aren't they observing the counting of the vote? This is a question. Why is it that, you know, because you you could be like, well, this candidate is America first. All right. Let's say J.D. Vance is and Max Miller is right. And let's pretend that DeWine is. We all know he's not. They don't get to appoint election observers. Their parties do. So we can't blame them, though they can tell the parties that they want to do it. Right. So why is it that the GOP won't inspect the counting of the vote? Across the nation. See, no one's paying attention to what the real issue is. Is is that part of now? I, I don't mean to interrupt you, but is that part of that uh, computer? Let the computer do the counting. You know, I mean, how are you going to pay attention to the counting of the vote if it, the computer is doing the counting? Well, and none of them know how it counts. So the question everyone should be asking is. We don't trust this counting software because nobody gets to see it. But I want to ensure my constituents that it's safe. Yeah. And here's how we're going to bring this team, this observer, that while the votes are being monitored, we see one vote, one vote, one vote, one vote. Right. And that could be in the background recorded, you know, where they're like, check, 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 you know, for privacy. Right. We don't want people to know what you dropped on your ballot you should be able to observe it. The law says you can inspect the counting of the vote. So I, I ask all these woke people that are so patriotic and smart, because <laughs> it seems like everyone thinks that they know everything. Ask yeah. yourself the question. Why is it that both parties do not inspect the counting of the vote? Because it's not an election. It's a selection. Thank you. And that's, The thing, nobody wants to get to the crux of what the problem is. You know, we have all, you know, I I get attacked on social media all the time by people, right? Oh, you're a liar. Dude, I was a spy. Of course, my history is going to be sketchy. Like, get out of my face. I get people coming out. Well, this is happening. I was like, dude, shut up. I'm in the Supreme Court. Look at where you are on your lawn chair eating Doritos and opining. Please step away. You know, sometimes you have to put people in their place, right? But the, the then you get people that, that, that allegedly are experts and, and they talk, right? Like they're coming from some authority. And I'm like, all right, buddy. So you're so smart. What have you done to fix this? Well, we're going to vote red. All right. So why don't you ask your red party to go and inspect the counting of the vote? Don't you get it? They're the same party. Same party. They just speak Republican speak and the others speak liberal speak. That's it. Yeah. yeah. And it's like. You know, all these people are, you're going to give us a Democrat. Democrats aren't even running. By the way, because I'm on the ticket, I'm getting most of the Democrat votes because I'm an independent. Because you know what the difference is between Republicans and Democrats? They can actually step outside party lines. Democrats look after themselves. They will step outside. They'll be like, damn, she's an independent. I'll do that. Let's give the little guy something. Republicans, they're just like, whatever the master says, let's go. Exactly. That oh, I'm telling you, I've, I've witnessed that so much with the Republican Party. You know, like I said, with the Eric Deaton uh, years ago in 2010 at the Allen County, Ohio Patriots meeting. Right. 
everybody that was running came to speak, and Eric Deaton got up there and spoke for, with the constitutional mind, constitutional knowledge, and everybody was listening to him greatly. They were putting their heads forward, their ears forward, and they could not believe what was coming out of that man's mouth. And I just looked to the lady that was next to me. I said, that's the kind of man, woman, that we need in local government, state government, and federal government. You know what she said? Now, you can address this. You addressed it the other night. I don't want to split my vote. <laughs> they just go by that Republican line or red line. Fear. Fear. Oh, my God. Here's the thing. You don't want to split the vote when you have an actual viable option. An option that will wreck things. Like, you know, I was talking to very, very important people that all of these you know, conservatives, you know, worship the ground they walk on today, right? I, I spoke with them today because there's going to be an event here on Monday. And so, you know, I was just like, you know, they were like, did you really say that you're going to fine any company that has Wexner's name on it? And now you have Wexner chasing your campaign down. And I said, yeah, I am. He's like, can you do that? And I was like, well, LaRose just made a police force eating. He, he did that. I don't know why I can't, you know, say that. And he's like, and and he was like, and you told them that you're expecting to get sued, right? Because <laughs> he was quoting the article. And I said, yeah, I expect them to sue me because then all Ohioans will see that they're supporting a pedophile who got a deal. And we're going to have that conversation in Ohio with me here. Well, let's talk about that. Wexner, tell the people. I'm not sh sure that everybody out there, and there's less here tonight than what there were last time you were on. That's surprising. Yeah, uh, well, I just uh, shared the link. I, I don't know if I shared it on my other social media. I tried to. I don't know if I did. Um, but the bottom line is that the people out there that do not know who this Wexner character is, why don't you inform them of who this gentleman is of your speaking of? Oh yeah. There's a Trump rally on now. That's why I was having the conversation. So oh, I'm going to keep shut. Um, so anyway, um, Wexner, I have articles on Tori that are very thorough with pictures that will pretty much shock you. You go to my website, you just type in the search button, Wexner, W-E-X-N-E-R, and that's it. But for Ohioans, Wexner is all over Ohio. Pediatric hospital, go figure, is a pedophile, right? Wow. Uh, um, yeah. And Maria um, Farmer had, uh, you know, told the FBI and the CIA about him and how she was trapped in his home with other children. Um, you know, this guy entertains politicians and think about it. You know, my point is, look, I don't want to get into the weeds of the child and human trafficking, which is atrocious, right? This is why, you know, I got backlash um, from the state of North Dakota because I exposed a government funded organization that did this in the state there, taking kids from the Native American reservations in North Dakota and from Canada, the indigenous down and then through Vegas out to Mexico. And I'd reported on that and the cooperation of the, of, of the state law enforcement with the Sinaloa cartels uh, that were facilitating the muling. Anyway, I don't want to delve too much into that. But what I can say is, is that, you know, Wexner is funding politicians, very specific ones like LaRose, like Yoast. And you have to think, 
as someone who, who has a campaign like me, right? I get contributions from people. If I see that a contribution comes from, I don't know, a company, like they sent me a check, I refused it. If I see that someone like Les Wexner or, you know, Epstein, right? Or someone, you know, nefarious drops money in my account, we're going to reject that donation since we do them online, right? We check to see who funds me. Now, Albite, you know, LaRose only got like 10 grand this go around, right? Every year he's funded by him. So is Yoast. So the question you should be asking yourself, if you raise 2 million, why not send back the 10,000? Think about it for a second. It's not like he needs it. Okay. Why not send it back when you know that this guy is a prolific pedophile? He literally created Epstein. So created Epstein. Yeah, he bankrolled him. He was the one that, uh, you know, um, Wexner's CIA as well. That's why he got a deal. And when you hear about how the CIA let pedophiles get away with stuff, that's very true. They do that. They make assets of them. Kind of like the way J6 was right before J6 happened. They rolled up a bunch of militias, Proud Boys. And instead of prosecuting them, they chart, they, they, they tasked them to do what happened, to do what that's coming out on my J6 documentary. And you're going to see right-wing journalists that work with them, that worked with the corrupt FBI, the corrupt intelligence communities to actually frame President Trump. It is the most ridiculous thing you've ever seen. But having said that, let's focus on Ohio. Same stuff happens here. Because now, you know, obviously LaRose is upset that I'm calling him out, you know, for taking 10 grand from Les Wexner. He could have made it go away or came up with something like, yeah, I denounced pedophilia. Here's your money back. It would have made him look like a hero. Right. But he didn't. There you go. Accepting money from darkness like that, that should tell you something. And then you have Christians voting for him. Right. (sighs) And remember, that's the guy that locked you all down that let businesses kick you out with no mask fire you for not getting the vaccine right let businesses tell you you need to show a card right when he's in charge of businesses he could have pulled every single damn license that's what i would have done i've been like wait a minute it's a pandemic that doesn't mean we suspend the constitution Ohio constitution says you can't do this you're not doing it and when i get in as secretary saying this is why people should vote for me Every single person that got fired for not getting the vaccine, they're going back and they're getting back pay too. And the companies will be fined for every single person they fired if they don't comply and do it swiftly. They want to mess with me in the court. That's fine. Ohio's got uh, Article 1, Section 21, and I'm ready to play. Now, unfortunately, Yoast will have to defend everything I do. And if he doesn't, that's okay. We can get him fired and hire a private firm. I'm okay with that too. Because, see, this is where we need what I wanted to do, Brian, when I ran, I was like, I'm going to get on the GOP ticket and I'm going to crush the GOP from the inside. Right. They saw me coming and they're like, we know her friends. She may get the endorsement. This cannot happen. 
So they amplified the same leftist propaganda. Remember, leftist propaganda that was sputed all about me in 2017 and 2018. They recycled that and amplified it. And they didn't use only left assets. They used right assets, too. Remember, the shit they talk about, what, President Trump or or Don Jr., Devin Nunes, Mark Meadows, or anybody else, it's all fake news, right? But when it's about me, it's real, right? Do you see where I'm going with this? That's the thing. They spew things. Like the Toledo Blade. I've seen it. I've seen it. No, you see the Toledo Blade, they talked about the lawfare I went through, but it was a fair article if you saw it. No, I wasn't talking about the Toledo Blade. I'm just talking about But it was the first time it was fair because I told him. If you haven't read my case and you're rethumping that, you're knowingly doing this and you're doing it carelessly and I will use the force of law, right? They're quoting Washington Post who told us that President Trump was a rapist and a Russian asset. And then they're using that against me and going after my whole family. Like they've harassed my mom who sit and overseas, right? Cousins, siblings, like you name it. Like these people are literally insane and obsessed. Why? Because if I get into office, things will just collapse from under them. It'll be the biggest fire sitting in the center of Ohio, burning them alive. And then it'll spread. And that's it. And the thing is, I don't need Yost to defend me. The people will. I don't need DeWine to do anything. The people will. I don't need any other politician. The people will. And that's the problem. Because when they were like, you can't just do that. Yeah. Well, LaRose just created a police division 30 days before elections. Under what authority? Where does it say that the Secretary of State can create police? Nowhere. Yeah, that's what I was just reading of that article that was on your page when you came on. How does he make police? They're supposed to be going through the different channels within the government. You know, you have a judicial branch, you have a legislative branch that is supposed to go through. Well, we don't have these branches. <laughs> right, right. You, you're right. You got a point. The Ohio, the Ohio legislative branch literally made him a federal agent. How do you make someone that's a state officer a federal agent? Like, who are these idiots in the House? Think about it. This is why they don't want me even mentioned on media. I mean, this is it is insane. The FCC violations, I'm already filing them. I'm filing it against all their licenses. If you're putting a voter guide out and you're telling people all of these are candidates, but you omit me and I'm on the ballot, that's oh. a big problem. They've been doing it everywhere. And everyone's like, she's going to lose. Guys, I walked in here dead in the water with a 4% maximum chance. Consider coupled with that, I've only got 30 days right? I get no press. I'm not allowed to be on the press and no one's talking about me at all. Like I don't exist. Right. Then, then how are you going to sit there and say, I'm going to lose? Like I, I didn't even get a chance, but you know, you never know. God's pretty different. And president Trump's going to be here on Monday. Yeah. And that's Ohio literally on fire. I'm going to be there too. Right now in the whole nation, I could probably pop these machines like nobody's business. And the reason is, is because nobody is listening to anything anyone is saying. The right won't listen. The left won't listen. I'm like, all right, buddy, you're smart. You love your republic, right? So why don't you ask your local GOP to inspect the counting of the votes? We don't do that. Really? 
Here's a letter from Congress that told all the Secretary of States what the job of the election poll observer, almost like I asked for that letter. (laughs) I love it. I love it. I'm just saying, the congressman just decided on October 22nd before the Ohio Supreme Court ruled, hey, this is the job of election observers that we appoint. They're supposed to look at everything, all the machines, and look at the non-public facing inspect the counting of the votes. You know, it came in on Secretary of State's desk on the 22nd. You would think he'd be like, damn, why did just Congress just put this in writing? And, well, that, that's what I was alluding to earlier, though. I mean, if it is their responsibility to um, watch the vote, how can they do that unless they have that computer mind like yourself the intelligence background in order to be able to go in there and actually see that vote. They can't do that. Can they? Wait a minute. I can't even see that vote. Backtrack. This is highly complicated. And if I get access to it, it's not going to be Tory sitting there saying, Oh, it's not counting. It's going to be cyber forensic professionals. Right. 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 That's what we need. The cyber forensic professionals. Right. And it's a good thing that some of my poll observers, are cyber forensic professionals. <laughs> so, you know, actually, I want to, I'm just saying, hey, and I know what the fight's going to be that if the Supreme Court, I don't know if today it came out yet, I have to, unfortunately, the Supreme Court for some reason doesn't alert us on, um, on the updates on, on, you know, hey, we did this, hey, we did that. Because last night um, they had, uh, updated my case to include the expedited motion, which means any time between um, yesterday and Monday, uh, we should have a response from the Supreme Court on my motion to expedite, which means, hey, I don't want to wait till December 5th when you put me on the docket. I need you to decide this beforehand. So that motion hasn't been ruled on yet. Um, actually, I'm pulling up the Supreme Court website now. No, it's still it's still there. Uh, if you want to, I can send you the link in the chat. Okay. You can see it, and if you want to pull it up. Um, but yeah, I just checked it because I have to constantly check it to make sure that you know. I'm not missing. Yeah, because the decision is going to come out at night, you know, and a lot of people are Supreme Court doesn't work on the weekend. And it's like, yeah, you don't know how the Supreme Court works. But in August, actually, on a Sunday night, um, they ruled this August um, that Georgia couldn't have elections until they fix some racist stuff. Right. So they do work on the weekend, especially on expedited motions like this. And for mine, you know, I need this response before Monday because Monday's the last day I can get my poll observers in. And I know what's going to happen. LaRose is going to come back, so I'm ready for it, right? LaRose is going to come back and say, oh, DHS says you're not allowed to see the counting vote or this cyber professional isn't cleared. And it's going to be like what the Supreme Court said. I can have my election of observers inspect. It's like, oh, so you want another one? Right. So then I'm going to see, this is why I'm going to be upset that I probably won't be able to go see my president in Dayton because I'll be busy in a court getting a temporary restraining order on the machines since DHS wants to play. Right. And, and I don't play nice. I really don't. Right. 
I'll say, look, judge, either this team goes in there that is qualified, they've contracted with DHS and this, 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 or we don't use the machines so we can uphold what the Supreme Court said. And that's, mm-hmm. and that's it. Well, they'll only be uh, they'll only be open for a certain amount of time anyway. You, you should be able to make uh, Trump's uh, speech at 8 o'clock. But- I don't know if I drive like a bat out of hell. <laughs> You know, oh. I've done it before. I've done it before. Hey, it took me five hours to drive from Cleveland to Newark, New Jersey to catch a flight. So that was pretty quick. Quick, quick, quick. Five hours? Yeah. Well, I left here at like 1030 and I was there at like 545. So, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm, <laughs> yeah I'm, you know, I'm, I'm That's fast. Stopping for the gas, right? Stopping yeah. for the gas, yeah. So I'm saying I had a full drive time of five hours. I was speeding and just stopping every now and then. So, wow, and, you know. So, and got- okay. with with this said, with this court, what is going to happen? Just let's just give the uh, listeners some sort of idea. Uh, if it comes in your favor by Monday, right. what will that mean to what you're doing here? What will that specifically mean? With LaRose, with the election, will it give your election uh, process a boost, your campaign a boost, uh, or what? How? What does this all mean to their layman out there? Okay, Brian, so it would be great if I win. And that's all reliant on the voter. I can do cartwheels, and it won't be very pretty, but I can do cartwheels, and that's not going to make something happen. Why, why I'm doing this is for all of us, even the people that hate me, right? What this can do, if it's in my favor, is that we don't use the machines this election. That's the bottom line. Because, like I said, they'll say I can uh, appoint an election observer. Then they're going to deny my election observer the right to inspect the vote, saying that DHS won't let me inspect the vote because it's secret counting software. Right. So just to bypass that, I'll just go to the court and say, listen. You know, they're not letting me inspect the vote. They're saying all this process. They're the ones that denied me in the first place. The Supreme Court said so. We need to get something done. Like, let's just not use the machines and hand count since, you know, we can't look at the code. And they will have to go. uh... It's a Supreme Court order. Bottom line is, I'm pretty sure that the Supreme Court's going to tell me what to do. They usually come down with their decisions with guidance on how to do things. But I already know how they're going to respond. Remember, I was worse than them. I, I actually thought for them. So everything LaRose is doing is a playbook he's been given by someone like me. Right? Interesting. Those are countermeasures. But wouldn't they have to retroactively go through all the votes that have been already placed or just consider them no good? Well, what do you mean already placed? They haven't counted them. They're not allowed to start counting the votes. No, no, but they, while they were sitting there saying uh, the other, what was it, about the very first day or the second day in that there was over 700,000 mail-in ballots. This is this is just the stats, all right? And about 10% of uh, that was actual people that went in and voted. Um, that's what I heard on WLW going on my way to work in the morning. Over 700,000 uh, within the first two days or so. Uh, did the mail-in ballots and that uh, the people that went in actually physically the mail-in voted. ballots that are unconstitutional, right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying, though. Can they retroactively? Yeah, and, and, then, and then Republicans want to vote for the same people. This is how this is this is the redundancy of the idiocracy that we're living in. Yeah, and how staunch they can be is completely asinine to me. You know, just like you were talking about earlier. You know, it's just it's just like 
Oh my gosh, did you lock me in my house? Oh my gosh, did my husband lose his job because he didn't get the vaccine? Oh my gosh, you're not letting me count the vote. Oh my gosh, you're allowing unconstitutional mail-in ballots. Oh my gosh, you're all of this. I'm still voting for you because I just don't want the Democrat. But there's a viable option. Yeah, I don't want to split the vote. Then you deserve everything that you have. Stop complaining if you're doing the same thing and you're expecting a different result. I've given you the opportunity to take me. I'm actually a fighter. I'm in the arena. So, you know, when I see these high end, uh, <laughs> so, you know, like these, um, these Karens, crazy freaking obsessed <laughs> that are, you know, they're just like, they, they do nothing for a living. They just stir pots for a living. Yeah. They come down off of wherever, you know, they come out of this hole, right? They crawl out of it. And then they start opining. And it's like, hold on. So you're attacking me. Look where you are. Look where I am. I'm actually fighting for my country in the Supreme Court. And not everybody gets to do that. And I'm doing it for you too. But here you are attacking me. I know exactly what you're talking about. Because that's what I was sitting there saying earlier about that. I see them. Not I didn't see the Toledo Blade article. But I've seen there's a certain person that I've known for years and they're one of these. I know a few of these. They're paid. So just, they're paid. They're paid. No, this, they aren't paid. They're just, they think that they are part of something that's actually freaking going to make a difference. You know, being on the red side, you know, right. the Republican okay, how side. How is LaRose going to help them? What's that? So the question is, how is LaRose going to help them? <laughs> I, personally, I feel that they ain't. Uh, LaRose okay. can't help nobody. I'm just saying, how? He's part of the World Economic Forum. He's deploying internet voting, right? You will never see any counting of votes again with LaRose, right? He's privatized your data. This is how random, you know, I'm getting random phone calls and texts from Democrats on my cell phone. Hmm, and I've never registered that cell phone anywhere, right? So they're selling data, cell phone yeah. data, anything you have in the DMV, to all these people. LaRose did that. He's the one that locked you down. He let people fire you. He let this. So you're voting for him again because you're part of what? You know what's going to be funny? What if President Trump turns up on Monday and says, hey, I hear that there's this independent causing some ruckus here, but they sound like good people because they're in the Supreme Court. You know, minds will blow, right? But the thing is, I really, you know, the petty side of me is like, I want that, Right? I want him to come out and just freaking endorse me. But that the other side awesome. of me, yeah, but the other side of me is like, no. You know? I'll tell you a little quick story as to why. There's two types of satisfactions and gratifications. Instant ones that you do to cause mental anguish to others, and then long-term ones that literally settle the score. So... It was a couple, it was about, um, it was a few months ago. So there was this one person who's a reporter, journalist, whatever you want to call it. And this person, I'm not going to name sex, so nobody knows who I'm talking about, is supposedly like in the in crowd, apparently. I mean, on social media, they make it look like that, right? And so the person is there and, um, you know, always talk down to me, Right. Always had something nasty to say, right? And, you know, had many times in my face and to the side said, you know, nobody 
approves of you. Nobody likes you, right? So let's fast forward to a couple months ago, or, you know, I just sat there and took it, that um, I'm sitting at a table on the East Coast with a bunch of very important people. And there was some event going to happen. I was there at a private dinner for only very important people. We're talking very important people. And that journalist, right, um, happened to ask their boss to get them in contact with uh, the media person for these very important people. So they said, we're going to step outside, right? And because, you know, the media people were going to step outside of the dinner area and go to that area in the hallway and they'll talk. And I said, you know what? I'll follow with you because I want to go have a cigarette and nobody likes smoking here. So I'll come with you. That was an excuse to excuse myself from the table so I could go have a cigarette. And that journalist, along with a shit ton of others, saw me walking out of where only very important people were. And I didn't say a word. It was, it should have been at the point where I would have been like, you know, or, you know, the pettiness, right? But that's the thing. There's a lot of people that open their mouth and they talk, right? And they get thirsty and beg for interviews or a quote or something. And I'm usually the one having dinner with them, per se, right? In, in that sphere. We're talking the political sphere. I know most of them, right? Most of the politicians, I know them. But the thing is, I am a spook. I was on the other side of the fence. So I'm a very sensitive topic. I am a very sensitive topic. Journalists are starting to see it another way. Now there are, they're more hands off because they're like, damn, that actually happened. But they were surprised. And one of them actually approached me and said, why didn't you ever tell me? And I was like, why would I? You had already made up your mind that you knew who I am and you don't. So why would I sit there and express to you, you know, my concerns of what you're saying about me or how you're treating me? It just goes to show what your character's like when you think that you're in a position of some sort of authority that no one gave you. Yeah, you don't have to prove nothing to them. Look, know? sometimes I get petty. I could be really trolly, too. I, I love trolling. Right now, I'm doing some of, some of my finest trolling, and it's extremely subtle. Like, not right now at this interview, but at this period of time, <laughs> I am doing some of the best trolling. And so, you know, it's, it's it, you know, I say this again and again, and people that understand it um, get it. People like me really don't exist. They don't because we're not supposed to exist. We're off books right? We're contractors, right? So we don't get any whistleblower protection. Even if you work for brick and mortar, you still don't get whistleblower protections. <laughs> Let's be safe and honest with that one, right? Our whistleblowers don't really get protections. So it's, it's, it's pretty interesting. That's, that's the thing. I want, I want that endorsement, but I, but that would be to self-satisfy me more. And therefore for that reason, I would say I, I, I would, like to not have it does that make so, sense because yeah, i feel so like it was selfish, really you know? i'll give you an example i'm not trying to boast anything but years and years ago um i was a quarterback okay my brother was a quarterback ahead of me in class but they they didn't treat him right 
Okay. So the next two years, even though they were begging me to play quarterback because I was that good, I told them no because the way they treated my brother. My brother was the better athlete. My brother was the better quarterback. But the other guy got put in because of his father having all this money and putting into the school and everything like that, right? But they were begging me to play, right? But it means more to me, and I told them this, if I earned it. That's what it's all about. You know, you earning it yourself above anything. Giving you that endorsement. You know? Wait a minute. I've I've earned a million endorsements over with the fights that I've put up with. Okay. And all these things that I've done. I you know, the J6 stuff, tirelessly working on it. Educating the public and putting all this information. You think these reporters are doing their own homework? I'm usually their secret source. You know, let's be straight. It's not because I earn it. I just don't like I don't want someone else's coattails to ride it. Exactly. I feel like it's a selfish thing. But on the other hand, I think it's important that President Trump stand for exactly what he stands for, and that's right people, right? So I'm kind of torn. Kind of want it, and I'm kind of like, ooh, but that's the evil side of me, the ooh, you know? <laughs> well, like, it'd be ooh, a blessing. You know how many heads would explode. It they would, would be blow a blessing. Oh, and, then, and then here's the funny thing. There's a ton of people. I'll be sitting with very important people and they'll mention something. Hey, like, for example, like I had Pelosi's footage with the punching in the summer, right? CNN stole that from me, right? It was my fault. I shouldn't have sent that link in good faith, right? But they literally, you know, said to them, you know, blah, blah, right? Tori has that. And they started telling people who know me, who know my kids, who know my family, who know everything there is to know about me. She's this, she's that. And they're like, damn, another person we can't trust. See, you can't go telling people that know you who, who you, I can't go to your friends and say, let me tell you who Brian is. Right. I can't do that. There could be a ton of articles. Do I know who Brian is? No. So imagine how many people go back to people and say, let me tell you who she is. Who is she? I mean, one thing they could say fairly is I know who she is. She's a person that went under underwent a whole statewide federal investigation that was extremely unconstitutional and against the law. And they didn't find one crime. I think that's something fair to say. Right. But how are they going to know who I am if they don't listen or interact with me? But anyway, that gets into that's petty. This is all about. We need to save. We need to save our nation. And I'm going to tell you what. That's that's what this be, is all about. Yeah, yeah. What what is what would be amazing? What if Ohio literally gave the biggest middle finger to the establishment? Could you imagine unseating an independent? Listen, with someone who's been on the ballot for like 45 days, gets no press coverage. Nobody even mentions them on voter guides. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. Like even Frank LaRose, he's the Secretary of State. Where's the integrity? He should have been like, well, there's a None. third candidate too. No, no, that's the integrity. That's what I've been talking about. Oh, but it's a no, no, you're still the Secretary of State. Yeah, but it's like he's still the Secretary of State. His duty is to be full of integrity and honesty and supporting fair and free Very elections. Fair. How's this fair and free? 
when you're sitting down and you're like, yep, we're the only two candidates. There's no third one. Sometimes I wonder, like these voters, I know you say you have a friend that's obsessed and they think they're part of something. Where are their priorities? Nowhere. They're just sheep. And unfortunately, you can't wake them up. Exactly. It's like a handicap. You can't be angry at them because they're handicapped right here. You can't. You know, they're like, well, I don't want the blue cage, so I'm going to pick the red cage. Well, you've got an option of no cage right here. Why are you picking a prison? Yeah, it's 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 so confusing watching people. Okay. Even knowing you just even knowing you just had that and put that out there the way you did, what will you tell straight up to that person, those two people that I was mentioning that I know, and there's many out there, all right? There's many out there that are on the red side and they don't even want to, what do you, what can you do and say to sway their minds? Please. I, I've been trying for years. Listen, what can you say? You can tell them. You're picking the red cage and the blue cage when you have a viable option, actual viable option, right? So your excuse is redundant, right? That's it. I don't want them to know who I hang out with or who I have conversations with. They should want to vote for me because I am a viable option. I'm ready to fight. And I'm actually a fighter. Now, for the people that are trolling because they think they're part of something and they're obsessed, their kids are going to watch this in 10 years. They're going to be like, damn, you were on the wrong side of this fight, mom, dad. It's embarrassing. I mean, their community themselves will be like, what the hell is wrong with you? Why are you so obsessed? You're nasty. You know, that'll come in time. God crushes all enemies. And usually people like that, that perpetuate, um, you know, uh, malicious, you know, information that's intended to cause mental anguish with malicious intent, right? They usually crush under their own egos. Those are the types of people you never want in office. Because when they get power, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, there was this one chick, what's her name, Kathleen? I have her on video from like, I think it was like six months ago, seven months ago. I was having a conversation with Lara Logan and then I popped off to speak to Steve. Steve's been like a big, big election, you know, integrity guy from like the 90s, right? 80s, 90s. Like he's been chasing this black box voting with Bev Harris after that, you know, everything. So me and him are having a conversation while I'm making a coffee. And this chick, I have her on film, literally comes into my personal space. She's like, you won't support my group. And I'm like, uh, first of all, I didn't know who, who she was, right? So it's like, what? Oh, you have a group. That's great. I encourage, you know, people to get together, you know? And she's like, you didn't. She was like aggressive, like ready to hit me. And I was like, um, you know, you're really close to my space. I don't know who you are. I don't know your group. I don't endorse things like you, you, you're telling people not to join. I was like, I don't tell people what to do. Like, what are you talking about? So I walked away and she was chasing me. This Kathleen, um, shoot. She ran for office and got like 38 votes. What's her name? Um, Buyer. Kathleen Buyer. I have her on video. Everyone knows her as the lady with the heart shaped sunglasses. And I'm like, dude, like, who are these crazy people? They're like insane. Mm-hmm. And they just escalate and they're very violent people. So people should be careful of people like that. Right. I, I uh, got to gotta turn this something uh, somewhere. Uh, this has been bothering me ever since it happened. And I've been watching the news on all the different news, different like Fox, MSNBC, you name it. Uh, Newsmax. I've been watching all these and you, you got some relation to this and I want to hear your take on it. 
I know my take, and I think I'm right. But what happened last Monday, all right, where Catherine Engelbrecht and Gregory, Greg uh, Phillips were both arrested down in Houston, all right? You know of who they are. They they were the ones part of Dinesticism. Actually, a lot of people think that I do, but I have been in communications with them about various things. I just don't kiss and tell. So I know exactly what's going on. I feel horrible because it's a procedural thing, right? And they were literally thrown under the bus by the FBI simply to silence them. But this is going to boomerang on them anyway, because this is more of an information op to get tongues wagging. But unfortunately for, for Catherine and Greg, you know, the right is so divided, extremely divided, that they're even throwing them under the bus. And the only ones that we see that are supporting them are McChrystal assets, you know, like Brian Cates, the Tea Party assets. And it's unfortunate because Catherine and Greg have done some exceptional work. Absolutely. Exceptional work. And, you know, facilitating communications with them in regards to ongoing data concerns that I've had, you know, just in other stuff that I don't talk about publicly. Um, They're actually very smart and very thorough. And, you know, everyone started getting upset that they were CIs, criminal informants. I mean, you're a criminal informant the minute you're conversing with an agent in regards to a crime, right? Kind of like Enrique Tario, I was telling everyone he was a fed from before they rolled him up and everyone found out that he was a cooperating FBI informant um, <clears throat> because they arrest you, right? And they say, we won't charge you with the crime, but this is what you're going to do. And what happens is if you ever get caught, we're going to use that crime against you to shut you up. So you're just going to shut up and let us deal with it because if you start talking, we're going to use that crime and charge you with it. This immunity goes away or you'll have whatever. So there are many various types of CIs. These were just simply exchanging information of concerns of foreign interference within our um, data collection and um, election data information, which, you know, I put out a conic article and that's the thing. I didn't participate in whatever they were doing. You know, Kath, uh, Catherine and, and Greg, unfortunately, fell into a pit with people that weren't friendly. So. Well, well, my, my, uh, my take of it um, is simple. All right. Because I'm a simple man, you know, and it's like the old Mockham's razor and everything else like that. Uh, they it's a political season, right? Mm-hmm. We, we got the political and they are put behind jail for what? Contempt of court. All right. Same thing I was found guilty of, but people are calling me a convicted fraudster. And it's like, that's not true. That's that's what I'm talking about. Who hasn't been put in jail for contempt of court, though? When they have been, look at Eric Holder years ago uh, with the Fast and Furious. He was held under, he was under contempt of court. Lois Lerner, contempt of court. They did not go uh, into jail. Matter of fact, Lois Lerner got a promotion and Barack Hussein O'Bastard, did an executive order with Mr. Holder. We have um, Hillary Rodham Clinton. We have uh, contempt of court there. We have so many people. They're arresting the wrong people here. That's not doing their job. Oh, you know what? Speaking of arresting and doing things, the wrong people, you know, president Trump filed the lawsuit against the AG of New York. 
Oh, yeah. Okay. Do you know how awesome that is? Uh, Letitia, whatever the hell yeah, her name Letitia, is. Like I was talking about that back in the day when she did it. I'm like, how is she running by saying that I'm going to use the power of my office to squash him? And keep yeah. in mind, in 2018, when she was saying this stuff, I was actually under the litigation by the attorney general that was using the power of his office against me. And I was like, this is completely illegal. But you know what's awesome? That the case that I have against the state of North Dakota, I'm going to use President Trump's case as president. <laughs> so <I become laughs> richer. But see, he's going through the same thing. It's the weaponization of offices and allowing people to just skate when they literally commit crimes. You know, why can't we have a Hillary pass? Why can't we have a Lois Lerner pass? Right. Why can't we assert our rights? Catherine and Greg did nothing wrong. Nothing. Right? Nothing. But the third person threw them under the bus because they were scared. Well, he, you know what? I called down uh, when that happened. I called down to uh, Newsmax. I called to uh, uh, Ted Cruz's office. Um, Why are Dan, you calling Ted Cruz? Dan, Dan Crenshaw's office that's right there in Houston. Uh, Governor Abbott's office that's down there in Texas. Everybody that I could think of that is on the right, all right, that is down there in Texas. Plus, plus I called the U.S. Marshal's office because they're the ones that were told to lead him out of court, right, into right. jail. And I, I talked to this U.S. Marshal down there. My brother used to be a U.S. Marshal down there in Texas alone, too, into the DEA, and now he's, you know, retired and everything. But this U.S. Marshal, him and I had a good conversation, a real good conversation. Then I said to him what I just told you that they are arresting the wrong people here. And I went into right away, Hunter Biden. And he went, oh, he understands. What we have to have here is the rank and file, the good people out there start doing what's righteous. I told him, listen, I was former military. You're, you're former military. You've been in the U.S. Marshals for so many years. He told me that. We need people like yourself to actually adhere to that oath that you took, you know, that's where we turn this whole thing around. And he just, he, he understood everything that I was saying and he agreed with what I was saying. We got to have these people do the right thing. Yeah. But and when I, we can't do it in our backyard, you expect us to be able to protect people like Catherine and Greg and any other whistleblower. Look at the state of our state. What about your County? Mm -hmm. We can't even get a hold of our counties that are smaller and we want to go help everybody. See, that's the problem. You know, like all these keyboard warriors that we have, right? What are they doing locally? Think about it. They're doing all this research. What are you doing locally to expose the issues that you have? What about your state rep that made these crazy laws, right? What about the weird school board people that brought in, you know, sexual books for your kids you know everyone is like yeah i'm gonna do this and i'm gonna expose this and do this why don't you expose this shit in your backyard and fix it and you'll see how quick everything changes right because the marshals can agree but they don't have that much power there are fbi agents that agree they can't do anything if you could only see what was in wiener's laptop or on the dnc server the server had everybody's email, contracts, documents, okay? 
you wouldn't be able to sleep at night because, you know, we've become so damn desensitized to these things, right? That no one is looking at what the problem is. Let's talk just Ohio. We're a hot mess. No, we are a hot mess. Our electric bills are sky, sky high, right? Yet we have Enron remnants right here, okay? We've got politicians that have been in office for so long, people sitting on their hands and talking about national politics when they don't even know the politics in their backyard. Nobody knows who's running for their county's judge or, you know, commissioner or for the mayoral office, if there's some, you know, or anything, they don't know anything. So it's like, how are you going to fix things if you don't know what's going on in your backyard? No, I'm in total agreement. No, like, uh, you know, people are like, I know what I need to do to fix things. I'm doing it. I'm doing every little bit that I can. And, and, you know, as secretary of state, I'm going to fix a lot. And we need that to happen. Huh? We need that to happen. Well, we'll see. You in there. We'll see. People can always write to Trump and tell him you need to endorse her. Because people keep saying he endorsed LaRose. He did that in the primary. Has he done it again? No. Is he invited to this event? No. I am. I'm going. I'm supposed to go. I'm invited. I'm supposed to go. Uh, You know. Hello. Hello. I'm just saying, you know, like people need to wake up. So what? Most of these Republicans also voted by mail. So you're against mail-in ballots. You don't want corruption. But you're voting early. <laughs> yeah, who the hell did that? <laughs> what did people have? Stupid. That's Stupid. The thing. No, that's the thing. We've become desensitized, right? It's not, it's it's like we've been so bombarded. Okay. I can compartmentalize because I've been highly trained to. But a lot of people don't have that training to compartmentalize their thoughts and be objective with themselves. You know, I look at myself sometimes. I'm like, damn, I feel so sorry for you. (laughs) You know, or why did you do that? That was really evil. You need to, you know, not do that. We need to self-check ourselves. I don't think people self-check themselves anymore because we get so much direction and instruction from you know, the media and the propaganda and, and, and our communities that, 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 that we're on autopilot and, and we're just not functioning independently anymore. And that's the thing. So, you know, when I see it, I'm like, Oh, damn it. They're like almost awake. They're still <laughs> on the, you know, when I, when I see someone say, mm-hmm. I voted early for you. And it's like, uh. it's, it's, I've been, like I said, I've been at this for 14 years and that what I've seen is apatheticness. You know, that's what I have seen. They are apathetic. They have been comfortable in their own ways. They're also being lazy out there, you know, with like what you just said. It's like it's easier to mail in the ballot, even knowing they're against mail in ballots and what caused the 2020 election, you know, but they will still they'll go and mail in that ballot. Where where's the sense there? Where is their character? Where is their yeah, so it's 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 it's, it's well it's conditioning and it's not their fault. See, that for that sense, I'm just saying it's conditioning. And it's not so much their fault um, because you can't fault someone for trying to wake up and 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 trying to do better. But 
they're kind of half doing a job, right? And and that's what, you know, sucks. People don't like to be inconvenienced. They like ease and convenience. And we do what's acceptable for us. It's been really, really hard for me to not do Starbucks anymore. I have lowered that down to maybe two coffees from them because I refuse to abide. But it took me a year to siphon that down. And now I'm sticking straight to Dunkin' or small business coffee. Even though it's not my nitro from Starbucks. Sorry, you know, I did away with I, Starbucks many years ago. <laughs> see, it's really hard though. See, I understand it when it's something that's in ingrained in your, you know, daily routine or your comfort zone, right? Because I have to drive an extra mile to go get Dunkin' Donuts or go to another shop. You know, I'm just, I'm just saying. Like, think of it as that way routine. I, you know, I, I, I see so many people thinking, you know, oh, it's going to siphon the votes. So what? We're in the Supreme Court. We're going to change everything. Whatever happens, you know, he allows it. And so we should just trust that God knows what he's doing. I mean, could you imagine if, if, if there was, if I win, you definitely know God did that. Okay. Just saying. If I can pull more than 4%, that's definitely God's intervention right there too. Remember, I didn't, I wasn't able to campaign. Mm-hmm. nobody would even acknowledge that I'm on the ballot. Media won't talk about me unless it's to smear me. Not on any voter guide, even the Christ- Center for Christian Virtue. That's an IRS violation right there. And I'm totally going to hold them accountable for it because they're promoting voting for people that are pro-Planned pro, uh, Parenthood. When you're pro-abortion, did you hear what LaRose said on his interview? No, no. I haven't been paying attention to that clown. He's going to increase the amount of signatures to 60, 66%. Great number, right? So that people can't put measures on ballots anymore. He's going to put a super majority of 66% worth of signatures to get a measure on. Think about Validated it. signatures you're talking about? Yeah. Like if you want to put a measure out, now you're going to need 66% in order to make that happen. That means if you want to get someone out and impeach them like DeWine, because I got a plan for that. Obviously, a secretary of state, I could just come out and say it. You know, someone should impeach him. Right. I have no problem saying it. What's he going to do? Fire me? I dare him. We can have a clown show if they like. But that's the thing. If you want to impeach him, what they want to do is change it to 66 percent of the total you know, population that voted in signatures to get that done. If you want to put a bill out that says we are not going to allow casual abortion in the state of Ohio, you're going to need 66%. Oh, and guess what? If you ever want to run as an independent, yeah, that's right. You're going to need to get super majority. What does that tell you about LaRose right there? He doesn't give a shit what the people say. Exactly. He doesn't want you to right? He doesn't want you doing anything. He said that in his interview where they sat down with the only candidates for secretary of state on the ballot, excluding me, of course, no one mentioned me. He wants to corner the market. It's only red and blue. And I saw Marco Rubio and Ted Cruz reiterating this. I think they're a little bit concerned. They're a little bit concerned because they're like, look, it's a good thing. We have the right, the the Republican and Democrat party, good two party system that America needs because we both have the same goals. And it's like, yep, you just told the world the truth for once. Right. And, and that's the thing. Bottom line is I'm in the Supreme court. 
Not many people can say that, that they're actually making historical record for law, right? In actual fact, it's we, the Ohioans that are there. And Ohio will be looked on for years to come to have set precedent to level the playing field. See, this legislation will bar him from saying that independence needs super authority, super, super majority of 66%. Mm-hmm. They'll have the same percentage as Republicans and Democrats. They're not allowed to have what they only get a thousand signatures. Look, hey, that's that's just like at the debate. You know, there, you wouldn't be allowed at the debate if you were running for governor, right? Being an independent, it would only be the red and the blue. That's asinine. It's the same it, thing. You're only allowed to pick. Oh, and the thing is, the red and the blue that you get to pick from aren't the people you even want. Right. They're the ones that the parties decide. So you're giving all your money to these parties. And then they're like, yo, this is the guy. But I don't like that guy. I want that guy. Yeah, too bad. We picked him. So you're going to back him and we're using your money for him. And you're like, I don't want to play this game anymore. That's what we should be doing. Nobody in Ohio (laughs) wanted to whine. Nobody. I think there was some nefarious work. No, there was no nefarious work. They just don't care. This has Mm. been happening and people are under the illusion that they have a choice. Choice is an illusion. You have no choice. Over a year year and a half ago, I think I said, my next task is to dismantle the DNC and the GOP. I'm going to do it. I've only just started. Imagine how much money they stand to lose. If I'm Secretary of State, they're not going to exist anymore because I'm not allowing PACs or corporations to fund candidates. Now, let's see how they do that. Then you're going to see who's really supporting DeWine, who's really supporting your LaRoses, right? Your Pat DeWines, right? You're going to see who's really supporting them. Absolutely nobody. And suddenly... The real people come out. See, this is why I should be Secretary of State. Because I actually have the cojones, I guess ovaries, right? To do it. <laughs> Those are balls too, right? <laughs> ovaries? <laughs> this is call I, I mean, are we allowed to say that? I don't know. Oh, yeah. This Maybe. isn't this isn't a, like news match. The community will be offended because I can actually biologically define what a woman is. I actually have a degree in that. So... Well, I can learn cellular biology, so I guess I'm qualified to speak on biology um, <laughs> because Kintanji can't speak about it, and she's in the Supreme Court. Jesus, God help us. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. It's now, just like when I saw that, I was like, come on. Anybody in chat, all right, anybody in chat uh, have a question for Tori here? Anybody at all? My, myself, everything that you speak of, everything that you've mentioned, and I, I was uh, like drawn to you by my buddy, who's a uh, Navy guy, Larry Betts is his name. All right, I'll speak it. He, we blame him here, right? Uh, but he turned me on to you years ago. All right, you you had this uh, podcast. He turned about three, four years ago, and I'd sit there and listen. And I'm going, man, that girl's intent, very intelligent, you know. And everything you're speaking is just is truth, right? About the right and left paradigm, and we got to get rid of the system. We got 
we got to do what we have to do as regular Americans to take back the way it was supposed to be. Mm. All right. And, you know, I'm very, very glad that he did. But I'm looking for any kind of questions out there. Uh, Bottom line, we need people like yourself in local government, state government, and federal government. Uh, But we want you to be Secretary of State here in, in Ohio, for one. Yeah, I'll be a bully in the China cabinet. I go in there, all that China is going to the floor day one. They're going to be so, they're going to fight me. You know how they were trying to keep Trump from getting into office with the Russia collusion thing, right? Once he was elected. If I'm elected Secretary of State, you watch. They're going to try everything because I'm going to be like, hey, get your resumes ready. And hey, I'm hiring. And I'll be like interviewing people because everyone's getting fired down to the janitor, right? <laughs> And then it's like, I've got my directors ready, hired the law firm to write it up and it's game over. And they're going to know I'm coming and I'm going to give them a heads up because, you know, sometimes when there's divine intervention and you have opportunities, you tell the person what you're going to do because then you want to tell them, hey, watch the train wreck that's coming. I just made this train wreck for you. Come and watch it in slow motion. And, and that's the most, most fun because that's where they trip and fall and take others with, uh, with them. But I don't yeah. know. You got something here in chat. Just jumped on. Uh, did you mention public meeting through cameras? What do you mean? That, like, um, like when Robin I'm Birch. a secretary I'm, of state? I'm, I'm just reading what they wrote. Robin Birch said, uh, just jumped on. Did you mention public meeting through cameras? Now, I don't understand what that is Me supposed neither. to be alluded to. I don't, I don't see that. I don't know. It's up just a, a bit. It's up just a bit. And it came on at 8.52. Meeting through cameras? What does that mean? Explain more of that, Robin. Yeah. Maybe. What does that mean? What do you mean? I, what does that mean, though? Did you explain public meetings through cameras? I mean, isn't that what... <laughs> isn't that what... He goes right here. When oh, you were talking about people coming to your office. Oh, that's fantastic. Well... Actually, I thought that as Secretary of State, weekly I would have like a, 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 an Ohio State of the State, right? And um, also, you know, during that time, I was thinking it would be on the Friday where everyone's like chillaxing, and I could answer all the questions that they sent directly for me, no matter how dumb they are. It could be like, "Hey, did you tie your shoe?" Because there are people that do stuff like that. I'll be like, yes, I did tie my shoe or no, I'm using Velcro today. You know, uh, these, all the questions, I'll go through them. Like even when I did the Q&A on my town hall, I had troll questions in there. I still read them hmm. and addressed them as trolls. Um, so 1 million percent, everyone's going to know what I'm doing. But also on that, if I have meetings about legislation, you know, where they come to me and there's officials, that's going to be all open. There's no closed door meetings. I can vouch on that, that I am that type of person. I'll be like, wait a minute, are we having a meeting? Hold on, we should have the public involved. Everybody, hi, it's your favorite Secretary of State. Look who's here. They're all here <laughs> about some secret law thing or something. Let's all have a conversation because transparency is necessary because then suddenly these backdoor dealings stop. And, you know, I think, uh, you know, bringing full and 100% unfettered transparency is important considering you know, we live in the darkness, most of us as citizens. 
I'm looking at uh, something here David Snell put out here, and I think I know the answer to this, but I'll let you atone to it. Uh, Brian, ask Tori about term limits. Uh, we need them. <laughs> I think six years is a good sweet spot for state positions, and then you're out. One term, six years out. Because it takes you about a year to hire, fire, and implement and strategize. So then the second year you're actually implementing and in the third year toward, you know, Q2, Q3, you actually see some development, but at that time you're supposedly campaigning to get another term, which is stupid when we should just let people have six year terms and out. I think that's the best. Maybe we should have mid-year reviews, not like Hillary Clinton email scandals, but maybe every three years they should get a report card from the people. I don't know if you, Brianna, uh, put down here. Hey, yeah, hey, that's Tori. not the appropriate forum to answer this question. You seen that one? Yeah, okay. I just saw it. It's like, why are you doing that, Brianna? We're talking about Ohio here. Yeah, yeah. Tori says, "How how was a grilled cheese sandwich?" How oh, my gosh. okay. So, see, this What's is the backdrop of that. Yeah, well, that's about. I watch. You know, I'm a very big supporter of In Pursuit of Truth, uh, iPod, seventeen seventy six. And he, with a bunch of other foodies on Truth Social, have been posting food. He had, like, the most amazing grilled cheese sandwich. I have been dreaming about it since last night because it just looks so good. And I was yesterday years old when I found out that you put grilled cheese on the pan and then you put it in the oven so it fully melts. Genius. Why didn't I think of that, right? But I didn't get to go to the supermarket and get anything because... I went just to, you know, do my girly thing, but I had phone calls. And when you're speaking with very important people, you don't walk around the mall doing it. You're not on a street corner. You're definitely not driving. So, you know, I didn't get to do it. And I'm still wanting that grilled cheese. And I guess I'll go to the supermarket and get the nice Havarti and Yalsberg and brioche bread and try that. So (laughs) I didn't get to unfortunately. Oh, it was grilled cheese. When is the time <laughs> to ask the uh, question? Right now, when is the time to ask no, the question? You know, say I that again. This isn't a Tory Says show. This is an Ohio show. Uh, do we stand a chance like in 2016? Oh, Rochelle, there's no Tory driving like a bat out of hell in 2022. Um, well, okay, let, let me ask, let me answer that in a way, because I, when I was covering that, uh, we had a reprieve here in America. Things were dark here in America with a, a bastard's administration. And for Donald J. Trump to even be elected as president, that was a reprieve. That was God showing us that, you know, we're doing the right thing. He, he was, it was put in there by God, you know, and we started on the right path. That's my feeling. We started on the right path. So it would be, you would be, if you were voted in, it'd be kind of the same thing. We would have a reprieve and it, you definitely know that it was from God, you know? Well, you know, in 2016, there was a, there was a reason President Trump was able to win and the algorithm um, didn't go through. So unfortunately that reason can't exist again. So, and you can't allude on that. I, I, this isn't the appropriate forum, but right. 
2016, someone made sure that a certain closet that deploys algorithms and scripts was busted up. And that's how DHS got caught in Georgia. And now that person doesn't have access to that information anymore. And now they just brought DHS to your states and it's 2022. So you can't fix that. Mm. This is the concern. This is why the machines are very important. They are very important. Yeah. And, and, you know, God, you know, empowered someone to do crazy things. I mean, it's the crazy people that think they could change things that actually do. So, you know, just be surprised what a bunch of drunk Albanians can do. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. We've had you on here for an hour and a half, about an hour and a half. What is it that you want to tell the Ohioans, the voters out there, uh, lastly, as uh, I'm sure you got other things to do, and I'm going to just go because I got I to head to the other room unless you want to just take a break. So um, Yeah, you. we can take a break. Can we take a break? We'll take Are a break. Are you going to play some music? I'm going to play some music. And, okay. Uh, Great. I can go have a cigarette and see my go. daughter. My youngest daughter just came back from work from her first day at work. Fantastic. All right. Go say hi. And everybody, pass the word. Pass it out there. Miss Tori Maris, running for Secretary of State here in Ohio, is going to be on here for a little bit more. She's going to, we're going to go to break, uh, but go to Maris4Ohio.com. M A R A S 4Ohio.com. And, uh, you know, pass the word. Because I think that's what needs to be done here, uh, just like all the other alternative um, <laughs> viable candidates that we have here in the state of Ohio, they need to be known. And, uh, you know, Tori Maris is going to be back on after our break. I'm going to play some music here. Go back here. And here we go. We're going to break, everybody. When we come back, more with Tori Maris. have a special guest and her name is Tori Maris running for Secretary of State here in the state of Ohio go to Maris4Ohio.com Maris4Ohio.com a fantastic lady a very intelligent lady and she is what we need here in the state of Ohio that will set precedent throughout the United States so make sure that you get her and vote for her pass Pass Maris for Ohio.com. M A R A S for Ohio.com. All right. Welcome back there, Tori. Sorry about that. Thank you. No, I, I, I really enjoyed the break. I got to see my little one tell me about her orientation and kind of just run through and it's kind of just. It was it was great to see her. I don't want my kids working at a young age, but I guess she's gonna learn tech better. So if she can get a working skill and I encourage all parents to tell kids that, you know, when they go get their first job, you know, Walmart's easier being at checkout counter girl or whatever, but getting skills is incredible. You know, I've my eldest 
I didn't want her working. And I was getting my oil changed when we were having this argument. I was like, no, there's older people. They're going to hit on you. And it's disgusting. And that's the problem that we have that, you know, children feel like they need to appease older people. And that's the problem of having young people in, in the workforce at a young age. You know, that's a high concern. Um, and, uh, you know, she learned how to change oil and brakes. And I was like, see, there's something you could do that for me. If I'm stuck on the side of the road, you know what to do now. Right. And so uh, my youngest was going to do that too, but she is getting into the tech. So she's going to be selling cell phones for Best Buy. So that'll be interesting. Um, yeah. She'll be well, learning more about that. <laughs> go back to that book that you were sharing. Oh, you, yeah. So tell the people about that book. This was signed for me by George Tennant in 2007. I want people to pay attention to the title of the book. Right. And share, share that signature again. Share, well, share this, is, this is the most important. George Tennant's isn't. This is the most important one. So, you know, awesome. these, you know, this is what I like to show people, you know, when I say that the Q operation was hijacked. Look at what it says. Remember, this is the guy that made Brennan. Everybody hated John Brennan. In fact, I do. when he was in Florida, yeah, oh my gosh, when he was station chief, nobody liked him. Because he he's, he's, he's dumb, but he's sneaky. He's mean right he's deceitful he's a criminal i'm saying that you don't have to crimes is nothing like that is child's play he's like the devil incarnate Uh, i believe it and i don't know why george took him and made him but that makes George. Exner is to Epstein as Tennant is to Brennan. Ha! Huh. Very good simile for all those that remember those SAT questions. <laughs> like that's that's it. It's 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 a very confusing time in our state right now. We have people red wave, and it's like if you really want a red wave, you'd be voting for Tory Maris. Yeah, I believe that. You know what? Your audio is just fine, but your video is working in and out. Uh, really? It's not, it's not on time. You know? Uh, oh. It's, it's I, like, I don't know uh, you know how they have a um, capture of the screen? You know, it like moves. Like, like okay, that's a perfect example. Like the frames of a cam of a video camera used to be eight many many years ago eight frames per second now good timing is 60 yours seem very slow it went from one to the next sort of like that bomber that they've been talking about at the dnc you know that <laughs> that the frame went from one i to was the- showing in what's that something's going on there yeah, I was showing and saying things too. I was showing and things I'm not supposed. To. Yeah, you know when you speak a lot of truth. That's just crazy, though. What? 
that your video, yeah, you're still just speaking and stuff your there. video is going, for me, it's crazy to look at. Can you go out and come back in? Yes, I can. Because, yeah, you just, your face was stationary, but I heard you speaking. <laughs> and then, then it moved. Your face did. It's like, that's kind of crazy. Let's see if this makes it better. Better? Oh, yeah. You just said something and it came with your. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I well, seen... It's not like one of those Saturday morning Chinese dub films anymore, right? <laughs> right. Exactly. You remember those in the 80s and 90s where <laughs> on Sundays. Yeah. Yeah. Where yeah, they'd be like, yeah. they'd be like, I go take you out, you know, and you're like, wait a minute. His mouth moved like 10 minutes ago. Yep. So, yep. Yep. I remember. I was showing things that, you know, it's not supposed to be shown. Now let's see, let's see if we have any other questions or do you have anything that you might want to add? Uh, well, you know, I, yeah, I do like, okay. You know, I, I, I see this a lot, you know, in the, in the, in, in all circles, you know, why is the left breaking rank with the Democrat party, but Republicans can't for viable choices, you know, and, and, and I sat and contemplated on it and it's this red wave. Yeah. We need a lot of Republicans, I guess, rather than Democrats, especially if we have some hold over them. Right. But, um, we also need to start being more uh, diligent with our votes like, you know, all of us from Ohio are going to be electing Supreme Court justices. The people we have on the ticket for Republicans are garbage. So what do we do? There's no way in in any universe that I'm going to vote for Pat DeWine. Obviously, I'm going to drop my vote for Zayas. I know she's running as a as a Democrat, right? But I've read all her casework. I admire her work. Like her... If you look at their proceedings, right, you can see who's influenced by politics and who isn't. Mm -hmm. She's like so straight in the middle. It is insane, you know, looking at herself. So I know I'm voting for her. Like I'm, I'm voting. There's no way I'm voting for Pat DeWine. There is no way, right? No DeWine. No, no, no way. No way. No way. No way. No way. Now, if I'm Secretary of State, I'm going to be the first one that's going to be like, damn, we got the wine. Is he like my boss or am I independent? You know, because we're not going to get along that well. Yost is going to hate me, too, because, you know, I call him out for the hypocrisy. I mean, he's getting money from Les Wexner, too. Right. Um, do 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 I think he actually pays attention to it? Probably not. Frank does, because there's other information that I don't wish to disclose publicly only because, you know, that's low blows. Right. Mm. But, you know, Yost postured, look what I did. I sued the pharmaceutical company for drugs and I sued them for $808 million. And it's like, stop. That's like a drop in the bucket. That's like one second of work in income. And you filed it against a company that was going bankrupt anyway. And the company is still existing in another entity's name. Same one. It's like, you know, they'll have Pfizer one, two, three, four, five. They'll bankrupt three and everything will be. They a do two. it all the time. Change yeah. the name. Yeah. Yeah. So it was like so dumb. But it was, it, you know, it's as, as Ohioans, we have to be so much more focused. Uh, you know, I was listening to judges in Cuyahoga County that are running. For the first time ever, a Republican was actually put in the seat as interim, right? He's the only one that I would vote for because he said one thing and one thing only. He was asked by a constituent, well, 
what is your view on, you know, I want to know how you feel about, I, I think that it was either abortion or guns that they asked him. And he's like, look, are you asking for my view or what am I going to do as a judge? Because as a judge, it doesn't matter what my view is. My view is what the law says. And it's like, all right, so see, that guy got my vote for as long as he wants to run. As long as he atones to that, as long as he stays right there. But that was his instinctual response to the question, which means it was an honest response. Mm -hmm. He didn't do the whole thinking. He wasn't going through a spiel because I see a lot of people that are running independent, some write-ins too. I've noticed on the Democrat and Republican side write-ins, right? They have like the spiel and talking points and they stick to it. And it's like, dude, where's your connection with the people? Like, do you know what they want? People are so disconnected that they're just doing it for the sake of doing it, right? And that's the thing. A lot of people are running not because they because they think they want to change things, but they're acting like the things that they're saying they want to change. Make sense? And that makes what kind of sense? Well, apparently, you know, it resonates. You know, someone was like, well, you know, you're a little rough around the edges. I was like, exactly. That's what you need. You need a fighter. Someone mm-hmm. who's been through the trenches. Who else is going to stand up for you? You think LaRose is going to stand up for you? He didn't do anything for anybody. He didn't stand up for your rights. He wore two masks. Okay? Two. I want two. And then he put saran wrap. <laughs> literally saran wrap. Plastic wrap on some piping in his office for his, you know, receptionist. Like, it was like, oh, my God, he's buying into this. And then his whole office was masked and they all looked weird too and it's like what is this that would have never happened if i was secretary of state none of that would have we would have been the only state i'd be like wait did you just fire them yeah you're getting fined you're taking them back oh we're not doing it because all right then you get no license in ohio next see this is how you put your foot down and let them come and sue you and then i could say but our constitution says you can't do this if i was if i was secretary of state during the pandemic it would have been amazing. Would have been the only state that would have the less COVID casualties. That right there is incredible. I, I was covering the whole COVID deal, and it's, it's just such a farce. And DeWine was on the payroll, you know, along with the Amy Acton, whatever her name was. Okay, forget Amy Acton. And all. listen, when this happened, I was on the phone with my friend, Chris Berg, he's a reporter, really good friend of mine out of North Dakota. And he was like, yo, I'm going to interview this uh, Senator from, from, from Minnesota. He's also a doctor, right? I was like, good. Then ask him why they're getting $108,000 for every person that they put into their hospital. And they, and they say it's COVID. He's like, they don't do that. I was like, just ask him. Literally he gets live on, on air with him. He's like, well, I heard that they pay the hospitals like uh, an amount of money because he was sketchy, even though I gave him the paperwork, the leaked paperwork, because I'm the one that had most of that shit. I gave it to him. He was sketchy about saying it, right? He was like, I don't know. No one else is saying this. And then that Minnesota senator was on Ingram and everywhere saying, yeah, we get paid. And it's like, but I was saying it for like a week and no one listened. But I guess titles and tiaras, right? Because truth is supposed to come in in robes and and jewels and stuff. So don't. For the Christians, it came in on a donkey. But 
and, and, you know, with regular clothes, but <clears throat> see COVID um, was an infodemic. Uh, right before the lockdowns, I met with Millie Weaver, another uh, investigative journalist. She's also, nope. I consider her family, my family. Right. And um, we did a video together yeah. and told everyone about the passports that were coming, the identity and what they were really doing. And this is March of 2020 before the lockdowns. I think it was like February or first couple of days of March. I told people, you know, they're just giving everyone AIDS <laughs> and maybe we need some hydroxychloroquine to not get it, you know? Um, and I said it in a more casual sense because there's people that listen to me to understand things. And then I have listeners that are actually part of intelligence community factions that, you know, this is why I tell my audience, they'll trust everything I say. Sometimes I'll throw out some disinformation, but you know what? They're so smart. They could tell when I'm throwing in that disinformation, which is incredible because they can tell that it's in a different tone, which is great. Um, but when I, when I said all that, I was telling people, please don't go get tested. These are DNA harvesting parties. And now everyone's finding out that the tests didn't test for anything. But this is 2020 March. You know, but, you yeah. know, I'm a still I don't know what I'm talking about. And um, and it's the same thing as H1N1. It was it was funny because the Toledo Blade was it the Toledo Blade or some other place that was doing a hit piece. And, oh, well, she worked as federal work study with the CDC, but didn't have paperwork. It's like, girl, I don't have paperwork from like 16 years ago when I worked through the university. You want me to call them and jump through hoops so I could give it to you and prove what that I'm smart. I am smart. I don't need you. I need to give you evidence for that. Right. But the one thing I talked about was H1N1 and how I was working on the flu vaccine for 2009 and 2008. And what we did was we used the flu vaccine cultivated in porcine cells, pork cells. And my concern was when I wrote that report was we need to have a disclaimer for the Jewish and the Muslims that, you know, don't take, you know, non-kosher or pork products. And I was dismissed from that federal work study at the CDC. And then during flu season, what did we see? Swine flu. And what did they push? An experimental vaccine. See, that was testing the population. And the thing is, we gave everyone H1N1 through the vaccine because it used piggy cells, swine cells, pork cells. And we also sent all the Muslims to hell, according to their religion, too, that took it because we didn't tell them that it was made with pig. See, now that's starting to come out in the news, but I've been talking about it for years that they have retroviral aspects on it. And while people want to trash me, right? Well, you said this on this show. Yeah. Don't worry about, look at the content that I said. Don't worry about my title or my tiara or whatever operation I was doing at the time. Focus on the information that I was giving the people, right? And the information that I was giving them was exactly what's coming here. And what we have here, COVID has destroyed our nation. It polarized our people. And now they're asking for pandemic amnesty which means they're asking to not be held accountable for crimes against people because, oh, you know, it was a pandemic. We were all confused. So just give us a pass. Give us a pass that you had to, you know, observe your mother's funeral from a Zoom call. Give us a pass that your loved one died by themselves and you couldn't hold their hand. Give us a pass that you got fired. 
Give us a pass that you weren't allowed to shop in the supermarket. Give us a pass that we, you know, made your kids infertile. Give us a pass that your kid has cardiomyopathy. Give us a pass. So now they want to pass because a bunch of very smart lawyers took advice from a very big mouth that said, you know, all you have to do is ask the judges to recuse themselves if they have Pfizer stock. They should be doing it themselves. But why don't you ask? And guess what's happening now? Recusals in the court (laughs) against Pfizer. Wow. They're dead in the water. And the thing is, what people don't like to... Uh, realize is you know what let me show let me share a clip with you can i do that i can do that i mean since we're talking I'm gonna it, way. yeah um, i'm gonna give you a little sneak peek hold on it's a minute clip i'm gonna have to download it though it's covid i want to show you what covid really was and i was telling the world but you know i'm a conspiracy theorist so i don't know what I'm not only about. psychologically hacking you- this is just a clip let me see. Did I download it? Save. Save as. There we go. Desktop. All right. So I can share it through this thing. I know how to use this. Hold on. Present. Right. Video file. I put it on my desktop. There we go. You ready? I'm ready. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Here we go. There it is. You can put it in there. Okay. Not only psychologically hacking humans, they're hacking biologically too. The shape of the coronavirus spike protein before the virus meets our cells is what triggers the most protective antibody response. So Keith must make the spike protein in the lab, locking it into exactly the same shape by adding another protein that acts a bit like a clamp. And that protein is a tiny fragment of HIV. Is a tiny fragment of HIV. Yesterday, Moderna began clinical trials for an HIV vaccine. It developed the shot with the nonprofit International AIDS Vaccine Initiative. Like the COVID vaccine, it uses mRNA technology to teach our cells how to fight HIV. That's it. It's bull crap, though. Okay, but that's right. part of that's part of a documentary that will be um, I was going to have a private screening for my supporters on locals tomorrow. I don't know if it'll be ready, but that was a portion of it. See, that was actually Moderna explaining to people that they gave them a little bit of HIV to help and, them push that. <clears throat> I've had this guy. I don't know if you know him or not. His name is Lazaro Essanato. All right. Uh, I don't know how to explain it, but when you, Lazaro Essonero, along with Jeff Bantos and um, Shauna Cox, all right, they all did the research. They were a research group, all right, that the only reason why we started hearing about Uranium One was because of their research, and they took it to Washington, D.C. We never heard about Uranium One until after that happened. Now, he did the research on this, too is where the money goes. Who's all getting the money? That's that's where he derives all of his research and he's been oh, saying yeah. on this he's been showing and telling everybody about HIV in our military. All right? Well, that, 
I, again, you know, when people laugh at me, right? No, I'm not. It was me, it was me in 2011 that shared the desk with the guy that didn't even know that he had discovered from his epidemiology statistics that hydroxychloroquine facilitates as a blocker of you catching HIV if you're exposed to it. But, you know, I'm just a person that decided in her 30s she needed to go get another degree in two years because all I wanted was access to all these people around the States. You know, when you're a mature student, you get into all these programs, you know, lab here, lab there. I want to do this. And you volunteer for all that stuff, right? You'll be surprised as a student how many doors open. And that was one of the guys that I shared a desk with for a whole semester um, studying New England Journal uh, case casework at the medical university. So basically, you know, if you die and people don't know why you died after you die, you know, they figure out why you die, right? They write it in the New England Journal of Medicine. You know, it's almost as sacred as the Lancet Journal that is now worth nothing since they paid to place research during COVID. They destroyed the legacy of the Lancet Journal. Like as someone that has studied medicine and health and, and science, it was really sad to see that, that they would actually destroy a 200-year legacy of being, you know, that high, setting the standard on medical research and reporting and to drop it. It's almost like the New England Journal. You know, I, I get cut to the good part, right? <laughs> the saws of it is 90% of the people that die, you know, on the table or when they're sick, it's usually due to kidney failure. And it's like, come on, guys, 100 years of these journals. Don't you see that you've missed the kidneys? <laughs> you know, but I shared a desk with that guy researching bizarre deaths, right, um, in school. And I could say, you know, I, I couldn't even believe that he was just looking at the statistics of malaria and HIV. And, you know, I was trying to figure out, like, how'd you find dudes with malaria that are taking hydroxychloroquine to have unprotected sex with an HIV positive prostitute? Like, how does that happen? So the question is, do they do these experiments with prostitutes that don't tell them that they're HIV positive or do they knowingly do it and say, hey, I'll pay you a hundred bucks if you sleep with her, she's HIV positive and play Russian roulette with your life. Who knows? So that was really weird. But his study showed me that most of the, all, 100% of his study showed that the men that were taking hydroxychloroquine for malaria, that were engaging in sexual acts, unprotected sexual acts with HIV and or AIDS, full-blown AIDS prostitutes, again, how do you find someone willing to do that, they didn't contract HIV nor AIDS in the future. So that was interesting. The hydroxychloroquine for some reason would create this barrier of, you know, protection hmm. to this virus or this, you know, bodily fluid. The, the only thing I can think of what you're saying right there, I think of Bill Gates over in Africa. Well, That's, you know, Africa has been the Petri dish for yes. the rich famous for forever. You know, yesterday when I was like really anxious and I couldn't sleep for the first time I saw on Facebook, because I don't really use Facebook a lot, right? I use it for my social media, but it's not something that I peruse, you know, to watch all the lonely housewives post really nice pictures of their lives when you know they're really crumbling, right? I can't watch that because that's hypocrisy. I just, I just can't. Um, but uh, I, it reminded me of a 
the first time I heard the song Patience by uh, Nas and Damien. And in that, there are lyrics that will blow your mind. It's from 11 years ago. And it, the first time I was exposed to it was on the 5th of November, 2011, when I was in the White House. And, you know, Nelly Furtado is playing, you know, and all these other hits. And I had my headphones in and I was listening to my iPod live shuffle. And it was what was interesting was, is that um, that song struck me. It says we have convinced the people to, to, to know that we put a flag on the moon, but we have hungry people still on our planet. Think about it for a second. Mm-hmm. We've achieved that. Go to the moon, mind you, with the computer chip, put a flag on it. And yet we can't solve world hunger. Right. If you take a no, step I, back and you take the 40,000 foot, right, <clears throat> that helps you digest exactly how much idiocracy is out there. The scientists. Uh, I, I'm in total agreement. Total agreement. And I, I, I got to yeah, since you said that, I've got to bring this up. Years ago, when I first started this broadcast, Tony Marin is the guy's name. And he had this. He, he had this whole vision of solving hunger. Um, uh, Operation Just One Can is what it was. Operation Just One Can. We get with like uh, high schools, colleges, different organizations, and you have events where everybody brings a can along with their admission, but they bring a can and it goes to the local we have people starving right here in this country for crying out loud, you know, and this, this was his, until he contracted uh, colon cancer, he passed away. Uh, but I was on board with him. I even tried to do it around here. Uh, but it's so simple. It, it is something that we can solve ourselves, right? It doesn't take a rocket scientist to do this. You know no, what I mean? It's amazing. Well, Brian, and I'm sorry for your friend. Colon cancer is very painful too. As someone who suffers from GI injuries and, you know, the repercussions from that, I could tell you it's like the worst bodily system you want, you know, because it's extremely painful. So I'm very sorry for your loss. May his memory be eternal. We just brought it to life. It is. is. So it is eternal. Um, You know, it is. Great. My cat lady side is going to show. My 15-year-old cat won't leave me alone whenever I'm talking. 15. Yeah. Brian, back with me from Afghanistan, actually. This one. Oh, man. Yeah. He's a, he's a, he's my, he's my man. I get jealous when people pet him. (laughs) I wonder if I can bring my cat to the office. I probably doubt it will. Because I'm protective and I don't want him to be friendly with other people because I am jealous. I get jealous if my kids pet my cat. That sounds so weird, but it's true. Anyway, um, Mm. going back to these fixable problems, like you said, even here in the state of Ohio, we have these issues. Um, These issues of not only just hunger, but severe poverty, right? 
And, um, you know, as Secretary of State, obviously I can't fix a lot of things, but what I can do is try to bring attention to them. See, when you're in office, you do what you can. The only thing I can do is ensure that I create a platform where it's fair when people run, it's per elections, get rid of that corporate and PAC funding in the state of Ohio, done, out the door. You know, call out and start talking about these weird businesses. I mean, under LaRose and Houston and other secretary of states, we had EAC running, right? She was just arrested in Strongville, you know, a, a year or so ago for for making millions of dollars on selling babies, uh, you know, like profiting off of bogus adoptions. And she only got caught because one of these foreign kids that she was selling got into the hospital. And then her son is an FBI agent. He's the one that investigated the case. And then he got promoted. And his mom only got three months. And she was operating with no problem in the state of Ohio for all these years, right? We don't have proper audits of the businesses that are there. And when people hear audits, they're thinking IRS. It's like, no, it's a health check. Is this really a company, right? Is it just on paper? If it's just on paper, I need to know. It's not illegal to have a shell company, right? Or a shelf company. These are financial tools, right? But I need to know a secretary of state, right? Why this one address that isn't a registered agent has 20 businesses in there. What are you doing? Are you cartel? Are you legit, right? What, what's going on here, right? The, you know, one company over another, and it's the same one person that's not a registered agent, but an actual person. Like, let's say me at my business address, I have, you know, 20 companies at my address that I own all 20. Or am I running all 20? Are they all doing something? Like, is it a shell company paper? What, like, what is it? And these are the things that the Secretary of State doesn't know. Yeah, I know. See, he agrees. So, <laughs> <laughs> so we have, like, you know, tons of foreign companies that have been registered here for years and are constantly getting registered, but they're banking nothing in the money and they're just on paper. What is their objective? Why are you running a business and why are you, you know, re-upping your, you know, certification with my state from your country if you're not doing business and your income is like a dollar. I'm confused. This is where we need to focus, right? These are, these are things that need to be done. It's not rocket science. It's common sense. You know, why is the BMV a franchise? Bring that back. That's mine. I'm the secretary. See, I got the glasses and everything. Not wearing the skirt though. I could, I could, I think I look cute, but um, uh, I'm the secretary. I keep the files. Again, federal government, why do they have access, unfettered access? Why do they own our cyber infrastructure? This is a good question. So where are the boundaries between state and federal? Frank LaRose handed over all our cyber infrastructure. That's our, we don't have any information sovereignty. That means any agency in the federal government can access anything they want in Ohio. Uh, question, just for me. And I see somebody in chat has has a question too. And but what, what you just said, though, I remember covering a story, uh, Barack Hussein, oh, I'll say Obama, not to disgust anybody with how I normally say his name, but giving away the Internet or selling the Internet to overseas. I remember, tell us about how interrelated is that? Don't you get it? See, the federal government takes over. I'm not a computer guru. No, no, no. I'm just going to tell you. I'm going to tell you the bigger plan not to get into the weeds of this, but just so you can see how it affects us as a state too. 
So the states huh. forfeit their information sovereignty, meaning any information we have as a state, there's no boundaries. They don't need warrants. They could just go in. They don't need to ask. They could just go in. So what happens at that point? The federal government owns all that. So then the public is owned by one entity. So then you just figure it out, public person, who may give you ISPs. There's a lot of people, you know, that are like, oh, this page is not coming up for me. Or this, this, this. You know, they're banning apps. They're banning this. ISPs are now targeting. I know for a fact that when I stream, if I'm not using at least four different VPNs going in and out and and shifting, I'm done. I'm not going to get audio out or video. Because my original IP has been blacklisted on ISPs. So, you know, I have to call my company to get a whitelisted again, which is temporary until they do it again. This is what they do. They're not going to be targeting just, you know, accounts. They're going to be targeting your home IP address. Interesting. And you won't be able to have it. And then, you know, your, your data that you have on your website will be not allowed anymore because, you know, we don't agree with the shit you put out. So you're not allowed to be on the internet. See. This is where we're getting to and people aren't understanding and it's going in small increments because they've been chipping away at our rights, you know, over a hundred years carefully. And now they're doing it with pure audacity, not caring. Yeah. Right out in front of our faces, you know, they don't care. And they're just like, yeah, yeah. yeah. They they don't care. with, With the same thing here in the state of Ohio, right? Okay. Um, DeWine is taking credit which I don't think he has any credit for it, of bringing in the Intel company. No? I'm going to get rid of that, by the way. Uh, well, let me go, let me go further. Yes, Wexner made a lot of money with that. We have, oh, wow. We have, we have that happening here in this uh, state, but we also have something that's going, uh, which the president, so-called president, he's illegal and ineligible right now to be president anyway, Biden said in his speech the other day about going into uh, battery vehicles, you know, having electric vehicles run by 2035, right? So we have this here in chat. The batteries themselves have a certain... I don't know what it's called because I'm not a computer guru or anything. I don't even know the terminology very well, but when I hear it, I know it. But we're having the social credit scores, Uh right? It's all combined, all working together as one. Social credit scores, you got the battery that that they can be able to track everybody with. They're sitting there trying to go. Anybody that spends over $600, the IRS is going to be sitting there covering, you know, Wait till they take your money away. Uh, yeah, all this is you know, playing. If I was Secretary of State right now, if I was, and yeah. Starbucks said I'm not accepting cash, I'd be like, "Sorry, Starbucks, you can't do business in my state because we accept all forms of currency, not just your stupid freaking digital currency." See, that's how a real Secretary of State responds: upholding the Constitution, not allowing it to happen. But again, you think that's a problem? You think the batteries are the problem? I'll tell you how those batteries work because I have a Tesla. My insurance is extremely low. Insurance for me usually is something like $2,000 every six months for whatever reason. Even though I have I have one speeding ticket that I haven't paid because I lost the ticket. 
I have to figure out what county I got it in. I was going to a funeral. I don't remember. Uh, anyway, but that's it. I have no accidents that I've caused, no traffic convictions. I mean, I did have throwing burning materials out of a car, most expensive cigarette out of the car ever. That was supposed to be a misdemeanor, pled down to a violation, right? Um, that was in 2013. So it's like, here's how my insurance works out. I pay $40 a month. I have full coverage for everything on my Tesla, comprehensive and everything. My deductible is $250. That's amazing, right? But do you know why it's that low? Because my insurance premium can be $30 to on my highest month, $69. Or was it 70 bucks? I think. I can actually, oh, I don't have my phone with me. Why? Because it tracks how I drive. Mm-hmm. Well, if I'm speeding, it doesn't carbon give me. Footprint. The carbon huh? footprint. That's what Wait, no, no, it checks how I drive. Am I hard stopping too much? Am I cutting people off? Am I just going all the way to the right? Am I getting off the lane? Right. That's my driver score. So Tesla obviously knows I like to speed, right? <laughs> Definitely knows that I love to not drive. Like I was looking at my metrics and one month I drove 900 miles and 600 and somewhat of them were driven only by the Tesla. I didn't drive. It was driving. So it knows that I do a lot of highway, right? So it's got a profile of the way I drive, how I drive, you know, and it also records inside my cabin. So it'll know what is she doing without her hands on the wheel, picking her nose, drinking coffee, lighting a cigarette, checking her messages. Like, what is she doing? So it's already created a driver profile for me. This is just a small example. Now, speaking of profiles, did you know what I found out yesterday and then today, this morning, even worse? The Secretary of State, Frank LaRose, I'm surprised to say, has been garnering possibly profiles on citizens that are used by LEOs, AI profiles. Apparently, a lot of people have applied to be poll workers and poll watchers and election observers appointed by the GOP. A lot of people have recently been told they're not going to do it or they don't need their services. Um, 100% of these people have donated to my campaign or volunteered with my campaign. It's better. I received confirmation that a person in a county who was an election machine judge uh, was just dismissed because the county board of elections where that person is at found some communication that was possibly anonymous sent to the secretary of state, or it was formal suggesting that maybe if we show the people the source code, they won't be having qualms about being afraid of voting. Right. So they were dismissed as being an election machine judge, even though they did it in 2020, 2021 primary, 2021 general, 2022 primary, they were just told that they're not going to do it just a couple days ago, two days ago, because they questioned the integrity of the machines. What does that tell every single Ohioan right now? If you're not allowed to question authority, you are no longer free. 
And that person being an election machine judge had every right to propose something. But why would Frank LaRose tell the county board and, and the person who was dismissed from this thought, how did they get that letter from 2021 from the Secretary of State's office? And why is the person reading it? So that means the uh, Secretary of State's office has now told, this is terrible because I know that there's a lot of people that have been trained in poll watching. They're targeting people to remove them from poll watching or observing. And it's about to get really dirty. Like he did this with no qualms. That's a big deal. That is a, a very big deal. Why would you remove someone like that? Tell me, Brian, how does this make sense? That's to anybody pretty corrupt that he to would me. actually have a tax move. Are you kidding? Did that just. Was that me? That was you. Can you hear me? Oh, I can hear you. Cut me yeah. Off. yeah. What you what we what did you just say? Because that was totally missed. The whole thing. What you know, just at the very end about what LaRose, what's to tell everybody. And then you started talking about LaRose. He deployed a task force with federal agents to not allow people to question the integrity of the elections or the ballot machines, the ballot counting machines. He's not allowing them to poll watch, be election observers or machine judges, even though they were for all this time. He's literally censuring the people that have concerns. Why would you do that? Why would you be targeting them and using intelligence, intelligence to single them out? Their texts, their posts, their emails and their letters. Why is he using intelligence against his own people during these elections? That's a really big question and I don't understand why no one is asking those questions. I mean, doesn't anybody go to these LaRose things? Has anyone stood up and said, yo, your brother sits on the board of Jobs Ohio and you guys made it partner with WEF. Like what's going on here? Or, you know, why is DHS the owner of our information in Ohio? Why do they own our cyber infrastructure? Is anyone asking him these questions? Absolutely not. Well, I agree with you Absolutely. with what you just said and what you're presenting right here. I, I think people need to start asking those questions. I had no idea no about that, all that. See, that's the whole thing. I don't think nobody, people don't know those things and they need to know those things in order to understand the gravity of the situation we're in here, not just in the state of Ohio, but the our whole country. Because everything that's happening here in the state of Ohio is going on throughout our country. You know, and we need to get a grasp on it right here in the state. And that's the reason why you need to win. Damn it. You well, need yes. to win. I, 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 hey, you know, I ran for a job that I knew that I was more than qualified to do. But the problem that we have is we have actual Ohioans that are so petty. That they're willing to let this re perpetuate because they're petty. I'm actually being targeted by Ohioans when I'm like, look, you don't believe me. You think I'm full of it. Why don't you go ask? him yourself they won't even ask the question so how are they doing their due diligence like uh there's this crazy lady called karen kesser damn that lady is nuts 
like certified, seriously. You know, <laughs> she's obsessed. And the thing is, a woman's never, can she disprove anything that I've said? No, but she's obsessed. And I don't understand why. She's got to be paid somewhere. Yeah, we, we should just be out there for Because <laughs> no one be- is that obsessed unless she's mentally incapacitated, you know? Or just like you said, being paid from somewhere, you know, yes. I mean, for crying out loud, these people have to be outed in every way, shape and form. And they the only do. Way- I mean, hey, look, I got a lot of hate when I outed DeSantis. People didn't like that. Oh, how dare you? King DeSantis. I'm like, what are you talking about? The guy said he was going to do something with election. I was like, nobody reads anymore. Right. All he said was anybody that was a felon that voted is getting in trouble because it's against Florida law. He's not stopping election fraud so dumb you know and it's like people are like well trump and i'm like trump doesn't like him either i'm pretty sure he'll he'll cut through the fat right because he stands in the middle a lot of people think that he's far right no people in the center are the common sense people the people that like rules they like borders but they also love creativity and they want people to be to have progress and everything in moderation that's exactly what trump stood for yeah, we need college graduates, but we also need our blue collars and our trade schools, right? Yep, yep. Yeah, we need healthcare, but you know, this insurance thing's kind of a scam. We gotta find a middle ground. They're just charging five dollars. Do you know that people when they give birth, check your bill. You get charged a whole baby holding fee if you're the dad. What? You get charged a baby holding fee as the father. Oh, and every single tissue and Q-tip they use, they charge you like a dollar for a Q-tip, you know. And, you know, he wanted common sense. I'm common sense, too. I just may be more. Atomized like Trump. I didn't have years on TV. I was in the shadows. So I really don't care what people think of me. He does. You know, he likes people to like him. I like people to like me, but I can't please everyone. And, you know, truth is never pretty, so. I don't play politics. And this is why I'll make a good secretary of state because I don't do politics. This is the last thing I ever wanted was to be in office. And that's the reason why he needs to endorse you. That's the reason why he has to endorse you. He might. He might. I hope that I'm there because it looks like, you know, LaRose is going to fight me even with a Supreme court, you know, ruling in my favor which I don't even know if it happened yet. Like I'm, I'm like, I need to be stalking that site because it won't even populate. I could have a, I could have a decision right now and we're having a conversation and I don't know about it because they, they work different. Let me see. Where did you I know? put that? Um, <laughs> yeah. It's like, you know, are they going to upload it? Are they not? You know, cause it shows the motion to expedite, but it doesn't show anything else. And the thing is it took them two days to, to, to docket it, you know, because apparently from the anthrax scare, believe it or not, just so you know, they still process paperwork and put them through testing facilities, you know. Mm. Uh, as Secretary of State, can you do anything about the forthcoming super apps like in China or the app Elon? See, you know, with Elon Musk, I love him, right? But he's hoodwinking and riding the red wave just to fuck with everyone and get what he wants. <laughs> you think so? Come on. He's I talking mean, about Mars when we haven't even explored the ocean. Super apps, this is a big problem. 
You know what they want us to do to go get on the relay. That's exactly what New York is doing. A super app is kind of like an app where you could pay your rent, pay your water bill, health bill, school for your kids, lunch bill, cell phone bill, insurance. Yeah. And cash app people from one app. That's what he wants. He wants Chinese tech here. So everything's right there for everybody to take. Yeah, and you you know what? Why not? We'll just put your COVID passport on there and your voting passport on there. There you go. You've got yourself a super app. You see how that works? And they do it slowly. So it comes in from one end like this with some social justice issue. The Republicans bring it in. Oh, we just need voter ID. And it's like, what does that mean? Oh, blockchain ID. Oh, you mean digital ID. Okay, now I'm hearing you. See, but Tory wants just free state ID. I don't want blockchain ID. I want regular state ID. My state is sovereign. And it yes, should it be is. recognized everywhere. I should not have to have a real ID because the federal government won't accept it in TSA. That's a violation of our agreement as states. Where are all these conservatives? Nowhere. You see, they, they're all tag teaming the people, either from the left or the right, to just get it to where they want. And they're just using different words. The left is saying, oh, voter ID is racist, but we need COVID passports, okay? So we need to know your healthcare records before you can enter the gym. Scam. And then you have the right saying, that's so bad. We're not going to do that. But, you know, we need voter ID and blockchain, so safe. Like crypto tech, so safe. So, yeah. So there you go. There's your ID. Well, while we have this, it won't be anything to program it for that and that and that and that. And suddenly you've got a super app too. And suddenly the chains that were once invisible are very visible and you see them and you can't do anything about it because you put them on your own wrists. And that's people. Are you hearing her right now? Are you hearing her? I mean, I know there's people in here that just madly support you, but the ones that have never heard this before, that that's incredible news right there, right? That is incredible news. That is, wow. That just you know, kind of blew my mind, and I'm not even a computer guru. I just understand what you were just putting together. It's because I understand but, it, so I can explain it. That's what I'm trying to tell you. So while they're talking crazy. about Elon, I'm telling you, your Republicans are already doing it. And, you know, Franklin Rose is already setting it up. In 2024, we're not going to have paper elections. He wants us to have online voting because it's so safe and secure, of course. Yeah, well, well who, LaRose does? Who, yeah, who that's why he, LaRose, this is why he brought Votum into Ohio, which was Conic, and then became Votum, and then became something else, and you're going to have blockchain. You know how I knew about the blockchain that was so blatant is because I knew about it because that was their plan, but it was actually in Ohio and Cincinnati where some Republican was talking. He was saying things and then he was like, well, what do you think about blockchain voter ID? You know, we need that blockchain going for voter ID. We need voter ID. And I looked at him and I was like, voter ID. You see, That's what's unfortunate. I can walk people through all of this, right? But there's so many moving parts. Well, yeah, when you're just talking about that, let's look at the uh, issues. Issue one and issue two here in the state of Ohio. 
One of them, I forget which one right now. I think it's issue one. Mm, I could be wrong. That talks about that. Which one is it? Do you know? Issue one or issue two? It talks about voter rights. It's, it's issue two, isn't it? Issue two talks about, Wait, about the, voting? the voter ID. Yeah, that you have to be. Voting. I'm sorry. The one that says that immigrants can't vote or should yeah. vote. Yeah. No, shouldn't vote. Should not. Shouldn't Should vote. Not. But in there, because you're going to vote for them not voting, they're going to push the blockchain ID. You see how dumb people are? Here's another one. What about the 22nd Amendment that they got all these nice lawyers to chime in on? You see what they did right there? That was the deep state hawking on to someone saying, you didn't want the COVID vaccine? Come here. We'll make a bill about the COVID vaccine. Everybody will vote for this. And guess what? When you pass that, your broad Article 1, Section 21 is gone. You've just determined what your rights are. Everything else is fair game for them. And this is why people who think they're, they're smart, you know, aren't. And if you remember correctly, just around the time, well, when me and Millie did that video yeah. about the ID, right? I pointed out, you know, Trump indefinitely suspended it right as COVID happened. He suspended real ID, if you remember. He knew exactly no, I what was I going on. I don't remember that at all. Oh, he wow. knows exactly what was going on, and everyone is walking into the trap. And Ohio is the center point because we have LaRose deploying it. He's in charge of the DHS to Simpo. Amanda's the head of Eric, right? Like, I, I'm losing my mind when I look at Republicans and they're like, oh, I'm voting red. And I'm like, oh my God, you're just going to walk off the red cliff. Yeah, that disgusts me. You know, you can't absolutely sit there not. And vote red. You can't. You definitely can't sit there and vote blue. I mean, but red for crying out loud! If you are the, I want a Republican person, in office. Huh? Yeah, just to have a Republican in office. That's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. I prefer you know, just, I Ann Bailey because I would be able to impeach her. I'd be able to impeach her easier than I can DeWine. Just saying. I would prefer well, her because she's dumb. She's dumb. That, that was an argument that was given on the show the other day where, uh, you know what? If it, We can't have DeWine. And even if you, they were talking about splitting the vote, right? They, they don't want to split the vote. Right. But it shouldn't matter because right now we have Republicans that are in charge at our state level. So nothing that Nan Whaley wants to do is going to get through. This is the argument, Right. No, why don't we just set the right person in in place that we need to begin with? For, forget all this freaking squabbling about red and blue. Let's get the right person in the position that we need to begin with. Hence, Tori Maris. This is sexy talk. This is sexy talk right here. This is sexy talk, okay? And this is it. And this is exactly it. Because people are like, oh, if you do the writing of Usher, you know, um, you know, Nan Whaley might win. I was like, so we could get rid of Nan Whaley in a heartbeat. She was weak as hell in Dayton. You oh know, making her governor, she's going to be gone in a heartbeat. Are you kidding? First of all, the Republicans are going to be so pissed. They're going to be holding hindrance to her. Right. So there's that. Right. And then the people are going to be so upset because she's absolutely doing nothing, but they're just happy that they don't have that crook Houston and Dwight in. Right. 
So what can go bad? Oh, Tori, if you, you know, you're going to take the vote. I'm already taking the majority of the Democrat votes. So obviously they're fixing the elections. But, you know, I'm the candidate that's going to be like, oh, I lost. Well, under what authority? I need to see the count. Oh, but you're an election denier. That's what they're pushing. Election denier. Since I'm in the Supreme Court, if I don't get my expedited hearing approved and the elections happen, then I can go to a court and say, well, because I was deprived of the right to observe the counting of the votes, I'd like an audit at the expense of the Secretary of State since I was denied my constitutional right. You see how that works? And I'm not counting the ballots. I'm counting the votes. And I'm okay with putting myself out there and eating dirt and getting attacked as long as I win. And I've already won. And that's the point. We need people that can actually make change. If you think that voting DeWine is, oh, we can't have Nan. Have you looked at Nan's face? Like, the woman doesn't even know if she's coming or going. She's, like, all spaced out most of the time. So you know she's a placeholder. Oh, I'm sh- I already know about Whaley. I already know about her. I protested against her down there in Dayton oh, several no. times. Just about all she is is just like everybody's talking about Biden being, you know, he's just, he's just a shell no, for she, Obama, whatever Obama does. Yeah she's, like a, yeah. she's like a hollow shell and she yeah. like smiles and it's not even a good smile too. It's like creepy comes off creepy. It's like, are you there? Hi. And you knock and it's kind of hollow. It's like that. But do we want that or do we want to whine? We want you. You know, people are like, President Trump, President Trump is owning the GOP. Yeah, but President Trump is putting the GOP right here. It's right here. He owns the GOP. And then he does this and crushes it. So he's showing them who's boss. Oh, my God. One million percent. He's genius. Oh, my God. strategy is amazing. You You don't get it, do you? I just did. That's why he's. he's Oh, I'm not even going to speak of it right now. But what you just explained to me. That's the reasoning why some certain person he endorsed. Holy shit. I knew it. I've been I've been explaining this the whole time. Not exactly like that. He needs that. a track record. What? Yeah, <laughs> but he needs a track record so that the GOP knows that he owns them. You get it? Because I'm telling you, when he runs, he will not run as a Republican. He will be crushing the parties. And he'll start soon. You'll see all these stars of the right. And he's going to be like, loser, loser, not so nice, not so this. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he comes out and calls DeSantis for what he is. He's totally deep state. I got pictures with him and Biden and the Bushes up north. Have you seen where he went to school and what societies he's been a part of? Absolutely not. But sometimes we bring the snakes in knowing they're snakes, but maybe we have some anti-venom. You know, he's a very big genius. He was always a Democrat. He believed in, you know, liberal ideas, um, but with measure, right? He was never about, oh, let's just open up our borders, right? But he still paid for the first gay wedding before it was in style in the 70s. Had no problem with anything, right? He was totally chilled. Yeah, that person's just doing their thing, whatever, right? They making money or they keeping their family or they, you know, good in the heart. That was his standard. You would see him on TV too. That was him. So now he comes out and he runs as a Republican, which is the party of money, old money. He comes in 
Clinton, they ignore him. They don't even, even what he's selected as the candidate for the GOP, the GOPs are still not promoting him. Remember that in 2016? Oh, yeah. I do. Oh, yeah. I remember. I, I remember when in 20, in 2012, everybody on the right, like Fox, you know, Fox and Friends in the morning, I used to watch them, and they would plead with him to run then. But then as soon as he put his hat in the ring, they did a 180 on Donald J. Trump. You know? You they- don't get it. <laughs> they, had, they, they were under the impression that he would be easier to beat for Hillary. And there were a lot of great disinformation people that convinced them that. You know, when he alleged that he was going to run in 2011. Yeah, his profile is crap. Nobody likes him. He's too abrupt. He always says, you're fired. Yeah, 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 yeah. We need to amplify him. So what did you see? The media boosted him. Like, oh, my God, he's so hilarious. And they trashed him. They boosted him and trashed him. They had no idea what was coming. Right? They ignored him at first. And then they mocked him. Then they started crying. So what he decided is, I know what the problem is in America. It's this infrastructure that we have. We have our citizens sitting on opposite ends while these people on top are just doing whatever they want. And they're getting away with murder, literally, right? And rape and torturing of children and all this stuff. They're getting away with it because you guys are too busy fighting. (coughs) And the Republican Party, Republicans are the most corrupt because there's infighting there like nobody's business. The Democrats are have infighting, but they squash that shit real quick. Okay, they stay united. The Republicans are all divided. Like I see it with the Q-tards, right? I ask him, who are you decoding? You know, what if you were like trash talking the person you're decoding would be kind of stupid, wouldn't it? You know, it's it's just so awesome, right? Just to watch it implode. So you have them saying their talking points. Then you have your disinformation, like literal assets. And then the people that are inserting to infiltrate and break up and cause more. So they're breaking us up because they want the common sense to not be so common. And Trump is like, all right, here's what we're doing. We're putting the whole GOP right here. Look, I own you. See, I said, this guy's going to win. He won. See, I said, this guy's going to win. He won. Remember in Ohio, he re-endorsed everyone after the primary, right? But he did not re-endorse Frank LaRose. So now the GOP sits here after the elections Trump is slowly holding on to that. Then when it comes to it, he'll be like, you know what? I'm going to run independent, crush, no money. And then it's game over. And that's why I was like, it would be the perfect time if I got in at Secretary of State, being the first one that says, uh, you know, hey, no more corporate money, no more PAC money. In the state of Ohio, if you're running, you get no corporate money, no PACs. And suddenly the GOP and DNC have to close up shop because they got no money. Oh, and guess what? There's no primaries. There's runoffs. Everybody who's running is running off in midsummer to give it some good time, right? Independents file signatures at the same time as Republicans and Democrats. And suddenly the playing field is level. And guess who rises up from that? The people. You don't get your catty soccer moms that may have affairs with their mayors to get on the school boards, right? I've heard some crazy stories, man. That shit's crazy. It's off the chain, actually. You know, or in another county where some lady got into, like, the school board because she was 
you know, on it with the sheriff on the side, but the sheriff was also her, her sister's boyfriend. It was so weird, but see, this is the type of stuff they do just to get into office. But when it's a level playing field, no matter who you're screwing or who your friends are, if they're not putting where the money, where their mouth is, if they don't want you to run, you're not going anywhere. And that's how you win. And for me, it's never about the battles. I am more than happy to lose a thousand battles and get cut a thousand times and put boo-boo bandies in ouchies. As long as it means that I win the war. And right now, the war's just kicked off. And it's going to be pretty sweet. And like I said, you're going to see President something like Trump something really quick. Some, something like the calm before the storm. Um, no, this is <laughs> the actual storm. Uh, yeah. We yeah. are literally at war. You know, <clears throat> it is like the storm. Book? I wrote an article. Yeah, well, this is the center of the storm. Center of the storm. Yeah. Hold on. Let me find this. I don't use since he signed it. Um, where is it? Talks a lot about Al Qaeda. He should have talked about how he created it, but okay. I digress. <laughs> he kind of does, but not really. You know, um, he kind of does. But he makes it sound like, um, uh, where is that portion? There's one part, and this is the book that I don't read. I'm trying to see if I can. You know, uh, Osama bin Laden's name was actually Usama with a U. They changed it, of course. You know, that way you don't find files like 201s and shit. You know, when you're training CIA agents, you can't have their real name on the paperwork now. Don't be doffed. Um, okay. Hold on. 93. Yeah, you can't ask those questions. I'm so waiting to give me the annex files from Italy about Benghazi. It's like they're stalling. And the thing is, I filed that FOIA request in um, 2018 from my address in North Dakota. But for some reason, I got a letter here in Cleveland. It's like they know where I live telling me, oh, we're still looking into this. I don't think you're eligible for this information. Um, damn it. I'm looking for the. On, on a side note, since you're bringing up all that, you know, uh, extortion 17. Explain. That was the call letters of the Navy SEAL Team 6 that supposedly shot, shot Osama bin Laden, but they were gunned down. <laughs> they were set up to be killed by uh, a oh, bastard. Huh? You know what would be funny? If they weren't killed and people like me who don't exist got in there and took them away and, you know, said they were killed. That would be funny. Did you know that John Brennan speaks Arabic? John, well, yeah, we should John have a show together a so I can tell you. Yeah, he's a Muslim. Yeah, I should tell you about that time that me and him. Um, yeah, it's. It, I should tell you about that time that me and him, uh, you know, met with Arafat. I totally love that guy. Arafat. No shit. 
<laughs> oh, wow. Oh, very interesting. Um, I love Cam- this. Well, you know what? There's a show that I did, Middle East edition. I'm actually going to be on. This guy, um, Louis Perry, Louis Buff Perry, you should look him up. He was an international. Yeah. And I did a really good Middle Eastern edition. You could probably find it on iTunes or, or iHeartRadio if you look for Tori Says Show Middle East edition. You should see it. I'm going to have him on soon because it's about to get really hot down there again. And, you know, people that know it from another perspective um, wow. have better well, stories. Not- that's the that's kind random. of stuff. See, see, uh, see, the stuff is, yeah, but that's the kind of stuff we could just talk about on the side. I, I, I don't know if as Secretary of State, there's like a ban on me going on podcasts and just talking. I don't think no, so, I, no, I'm gonna be, no, be that's all right. That. I just I just want to yeah. clarify with everybody else's. Listen, I'm gonna be I doing my have, I've had uh, Chip Tatum on here, which you can say, you know, affirm or deny. Chip Tatum has been on here. Um, um, Dr. Corsi. Shut up. Uh, He's you been had, you had Chip on? Chip Tatum? Yeah. This is when Wait, I first started out years ago. Guy? We're talking he, about the same guy, right? Man, we're talking about the same guy, the guy that did man, the Barry yeah. Seal. Are we talking about the guy that, that knew about Barry Seal in Mina Mina, Arkansas? Yeah. Huh. He, he moved down to South America. He said uh, he's Love he got him. He's a he got a house for very cheap, and he told me, you know, I could come down any time, but I can't go down there. Yeah, I said, I told him one time on the broadcast, I said, after he said that, I said, well, uh, hold me a spot, you know, because he says it's very cheap down there. All right. He says he's, he's got like a mansion for like $450 or some shit a month or whatever. I forget what it was. Yeah, you could get it super well back then you could. Yeah. Oh, yeah, my God. He's, he's amazing. I actually went to to – to 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 see Noriega before they killed him off when he was in jail after a thing that I did in Panama. So it was it was um it was quite interesting. You know I heard um, some stories. I I heard some stories. Yeah. I had one of my articles where I talked about Bill Barr. He could tell you how Barr was literally having drinks with Noriega. Clearly ah. the conversation was Clinton wants to know, bitch, where's my money? And that's what Bill Barr did. Let's be straight. We know this. That's the conversation on the coast of Costa Rica. Like, I've seen the documentation. We know it exists, you know? That's why when President Trump appointed Bill Barr, I'm like, maybe it's his redemption, right? Because he was literally running around for Bush when Bush was supposedly vice president. But we all know he was a three-term president. And we're talking Bush senior, right? Because after they shot Reagan, all he did was talk. He wasn't allowed to do anything. Yeah. And yeah. that's when Barr under, you know. Yeah. See, I know yeah. all this stuff. Um, that's crazy, though. Shit. That's crazy. So smart. I'm so jealous. Yeah. I use I use a lot of his stuff, too, um, to source on my article because it's like nobody, you know, believes, you know, just someone saying it because apparently, you know, people can't discern truth anymore. I mean, you could you could feel it when someone's telling you the truth. I tell you, you when when, when someone's bullshitting you and someone's telling you the truth. When Chip was on here, I always loved having him on here. Uh, Man, you had Chip. Oh, he's he was an awesome guy. John Corsi. I mean, to talk to, huh? 
Dr. Corsi. Jerome Corsi. Jerome Corsi. Jerome Corsi. Yeah, okay. he was on here. Yeah. Uh, went right before, or no, actually, right after uh, Andrew Breitbart uh, was, you know, <laughs> found dead. Because he said he said the night before he was on the phone with uh, Sheriff Apio himself and Andrew Breitbart, like the day before, which was February 28th or 29th, whichever one that lies on that year is 2011, I believe. And um, and uh, he said that they were on the phone right before, you know, remember, uh, what's his face? Uh, Andrew Breitbart said that he was going to vet Obama, right? And he told him when he was going to vet Obama, which was going to be March 1st of that year. And he ended up dead that day, that particular day, March 1st. And Jerome said he was on, they were all on the phone. Sheriff Joe Ohio, all right, uh, Jerome Corsi, and Andrew Breitbart the night prior to him. Wait, what did Jerome tell you he was going to do? What's that? He told you that he was going to do what? No, Andrew Breitbart was the one that, that told Andrew everybody. Andrew was going to do what? Andrew said he was going to vet everybody. He said that at the RNC prior. He told him when he was going to vet Obama. And he ended up dead that particular day, March 1st. And then uh, Jerome, Jerome Corsi said that, well, you know, he was on the phone. And Andy all three were of them actually friends. What's that? Andy and I were friends. He picked me, Andy and I were friends. He picked me up in an oyster bar. I believe it. He spotted me out in an oyster bar in in Louisiana. Yeah, in 2009. So it was like a bunch of, it was like a bunch of agency people prior to the, to the conference that I would speak at, which is the ID uh, CE Expo. So it's like the International Disaster Expo Conference, right? So I'm a speaker there usually. And um, I would always stay at the Hilton there because there was a Drago's oyster place. So you would find me right there by where they're char grilling them. It was like, I'm funny about my oysters. Okay. They have to be raw or they have to be Drago's. Okay. And the char grilled oysters from Drago's, it's like, I would, I could sit there and eat all of them until I explode. It's like my favorite food. Wow. I love oysters. So Andy kind of like, yeah, he kind of cozied up to me at the oyster bar and like, I already knew who he was, but I think he was sussing out to figure out who I was and why I was hanging out with people. He knew who they were. And suddenly I became a source, you know, and I was like, I like, you you know, and this is good. And I was like, don't worry. These guys are losers. They're not even paying attention. Half of them don't even know who Andy is, you know? And, and that's how we met. We met through oysters. So um, they were going to take him out because, yeah, because, you know, in regards to the Obama, just so you know, the 2012 elections were completely rigged. Oh, I know. It was, no, like, like super rigged. Like, wow. like super duper rigged. There's emails on Hunter Biden's laptop. I actually put it out on my says.com where Obama already knew, you know, that he was going to be president again. Like he had fixed it with Romney and Joe Biden was pissed because he was stiffed out of the deal. And Valerie Jarrett was trying to calm him down. So then you have to ask yourself, how the hell did he know the results of the elections in October? 
Oh, I, I believe that totally. I believe that totally. I mean, for crying out loud. Oh, no, that's not. Watching, it's like I have email. Anybody watching the debate <laughs> I have the email. Would, see, would see Romney. Uh, the, he had a very strong first debate, right? And then all of a sudden, he was either bought for or they got him because every debate after that, he was just like a freaking whipping boy, you know? He he was he was calmed down and everything. It's like he didn't say he's nothing. He's a whipping boy. He, well, yeah. Go ahead. He's a piece of crap, as far as I'm concerned. His, his son Tag <laughs> owns, yeah, but Hort Inner Civic, the other election machines that are nationwide used, his son Tag Romney is part of that. Yeah, like they're all in on all of this. They're all yeah. the same. They're just, it's yeah. just a game of thrones. Of like I'm cooler than you. So I'm getting elected. You're not, you know, this is a power struggle and Obama was going to get reelected because Brennan said so. Okay. Brennan made that the CIA created that the global intelligence created that abomination and they were going to take it. Remember he was a one-term Senator. And while he was Senator, his advisor was John Brennan. Okay. John freaking Brennan was his advisor. He groomed him. He took him to Pakistan. You know, he trained in Karachi. I mean, I could go on and on and on, you know, and I think all that experience will make me rocket as secretary of state. You know what? Yeah, we were sidetracked there for a bit, but we want, we want you to be secretary of state uh, with, for anything else, what you're bringing up tonight to every listener that is sitting here absorbing what you're saying. I mean, for crying out loud. They, they, <laughs> we need you. We need you. I've, I've said that well, time and you know, time again. Yeah, yeah, no, I, you know, great. Could you imagine if I got an endorsement on Monday? Heads would explode. For me, it would be a personal pleasure. Would it help me come over the top? You know, with an endorsement, I see the scores 37, 35, 28. Boom. That's the split. Where I'll be, I don't know. Hmm. We'll see. 35, 37, 35, 28. That's how the split's going to be. And I hope to God you're going. I hope to God you're going because I'm going to be there too. Well, I Uh, hope that I can be there. You'll, you'll know, you'll know sometime, right? You're going to keep a track on that. uh... (laughs) Man, like, you know, I got to be ready. I mean, like I said, whatever happens, even say I win. Right. I'm still going to go after them for in court. You know, yeah, God is amazing. I'm telling you, could you imagine the heads that would explode? Say no endorsement. Right. Come into the race 45 days before the election. Not on any media. All the mainstream media omitting me from voter guides, even the Christian ones, which is unchristian of them. Right. Uh, You know, if any media is put out, it's complete slander. And then I win. That would be pretty insane. I hope someone at DHS, whoever's fixing the election, brings the algorithm for me. Because <laughs> then you're going to see them <laughs> saying, oh, it's rigged. It's rigged. And it's going to be like, oh, I thought they were safe. You know, or it could be that because we throw away the machines because, you know, they won't let me inspect. We don't know. Everything's like so up in the air. I don't even know how we're going to address the situation when the Supreme Court comes with a decision for the expedited motion. You know, what if they say, yeah, sure. Here you go. And then I'm like, wait, are you giving guidance? Like, how am I going to do this? Right. Well, you know, Justice Kavanaugh or, you know, Justice Thomas Clarence say, Tori, this is how you're going to inspect. You know, she should have unfettered access. Like, are they going to do that? Are they just going to say, go ahead? Right. Hmm. 
And then when I say go ahead, then LaRose is going to be like, no, you can't do it. And then that means I have to go to court again and spend an insane amount of money to get a same day decision from a judge to say, look, he either lets me bring in this crew that will inspect the votes for me throughout the whole day, or we just don't use the machines and it'll, and it'll take us 10 days to count the votes and count, but at least we're abiding by the Supreme Court. Or, you know, I think that would be the best avenue. Because then maybe we get a 37, 35, 28, and it turns into a shit show. And everyone's, who is this chick that threw away the machines last minute? And suddenly <laughs> everyone's, yeah, her, right? And suddenly it's like, wait a minute, what are these ballots? They look kind of fake, those that came in the mail. Because then you see everything in slow motion. And it's not being fed through a machine. I, I don't know. Uh... See how God takes it, and we'll see what we could do. I pray for my attorneys. You know, you know, it feels bad because my campaign has literally been a legal fund, except for the TV ads. Have you seen my TV ad yet? No, I have not. I have oh not seen God. your TV ad. So no. awesome! It is so awesome. It is so provocative too. It's on CNN, MSNBC, and Fox for anyone that has Spectrum TV. You, so, you didn't you say that in your your speech when you were in Toledo? Did, did you what, or did you not? Because I I heard that you were going to have, that, huh? That I didn't have my ad. Yeah. You did mean you my ad? That? Yeah. Yeah, the it's TV. out already. It's already out. People have been seeing it. Someone saw it on CNN, and they were like, "Oh my gosh, I saw the ad." It was on CNN and it was like right during Anderson Cooper. And that was pretty interesting. Let me see if I can find it from the TV recording that someone did. I'm pretty sure I do, but um, I'm pretty sure I do, but I don't, it's pretty awesome. And I, and, you know, I was kind of told that, you know, it might be stymied like that they wouldn't play it because it was too provocative. I don't think it was. I think it was straight to the point. Personally, I don't like the way I look in it because I mean, no woman likes the way she looks on camera ever. And, you know, I'm going to use the excuse that, you know, camera adds 10 pounds because that makes me feel better. Um, but it was, it was interesting to, to, to see the ad I'm play. Glad, I I this message. Message. The two party system has failed you. Choice is an illusion. Oh my gosh. All warfare is based on it's perception. so it's so it's so in your face the advertisement, but I thought provocative is the better way to go, right? Um, let me see if I can share this with your audience. Um, yes, Kitty, I can hear you. He's so needy. The older they get, the needier they get, right? Mine comes out. Uh, he's been out here a little bit too much tonight. Maybe it's because of. It's been a long one, but usually he shows up. He knows when the show is ending because my song that I play at the end is Toby Keith, American Soldier. And as soon as he starts hearing it, he jumps up here. He says, hi, Dad. <laughs> oh, we're ready to go, he says, right? Well, mine just, he's right there. There, yeah, beautiful. Yeah, there he is. There's my fix. You know, now I'm the cat lady, so it's like I'm owning it. I'm totally owning it. You know, he's going to be the first transsexual cat having um, lower uh, feline, lower uterine oh, tract disease. You know, yeah, if he starts eating food that he's not supposed to, I already told him, like, there's no more catheters. You're getting a vagina. So, you know, that's the only way that they cure uh, male cats that have it, by the way. They actually that's give good. them. I know, right? 
Uh, <laughs> so I threaten him that he's going to be a transsexual cat. Um, you know, so maybe he'll maybe I, I put the advertisement there. Can, oh, I don't know if you could see it. I, I was. Can you see it? I, I can't lie. I was sitting here looking for Chip Tatum on my old uh, terabytes there. <laughs> That's the end. Warfare is based on deception. I work in intelligence. I overthrew governments we don't like. Not with guns, but with voting machines. They are weapons of... All right. Are you able to turn it up on your end? Um, That's as high as it goes. Okay. Let me I start it over. low recording. Yeah. Atlanta, and I approve this message. The two-party system has failed you. Choice is an illusion. All warfare is based on deception. I work in intelligence. I overthrew governments we don't like. Not with guns, but with voting machines. They are weapons of war. I know how it's done, and I won't let it happen in Ohio anymore. I'm an independent, not sponsored by corporations like my opponents. I'm Tory Maris, and I'm running for Secretary of State. Your First Amendment is your vote. Your vote is your voice. I will end the corporate control and federal overreach in our state. Good, right? I like it. I like it. It just started yeah, over. So that, yeah. So that's the that's the ad that's playing in Ohio right now in the major cities. Um, I think that we got the 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 short end of the stick in regards to prices because I'm an independent. Because you know that cost us like twenty five grand, and then an additional eight grand, and <clears throat> is, is that's a lot. Of now, is is that is that a clip that I can actually share on my Facebook and other social oh, there's media? A, yeah, there's a there's a clip. I, I can I can I can get you an appropriate like clip. That was actually just someone from Ohio that recorded it on their TV because <laughs> yeah. they were like, "Oh my gosh, she's on on Anderson Cooper and Rachel Maddow's show <laughs> during their oh, show." I'm playing. It's pretty cool. Is it is it on your website? I got your website right here. Oh yeah, is it, it should be. Okay, should let me be. go over there. I can show everybody else. Just share it from there. My cat has such a big mouth. <laughs> God love him. All right. You know what, Tori? I, I got to get going. I got to get with my cat. Yeah, I got to get going because I need to check my Supreme Court case and yep. um, work on my two documentaries. So I've got Enjoy the Show, which proceeds. It's first. So that people understand J6. The J6 documentary will be really explosive. Um, oh, you mean so you it's going to be better than Nancy Pelosi's but documentary? <laughs> so that, that, yeah, they stole that footage from me about her. Um, it wasn't Nancy Pelosi's. It was Alexandria Pelosi's. Yeah, her daughter. Yeah. Who worked yeah. for HBO, and I think her employee is the one that was having sex with her dad with hammers or something. Yeah. I don't know. Still looking into that, but it's just so bizarre, right? Sex with hammers, yeah. throuples, gay guys, their friends, but someone's coming out in a stretcher. It's like all so confusing, and it's like, dude, at that age, is it still working? Like those are real questions I have. <laughs> All Those right. are very real questions, you know. They are. Like, does that work? But anyway, let's get on that. After on that the note, election, okay? I hope that everybody. Yeah, wait, wait, yeah. Wait, well, wait, let's wait. let's hope that uh, you know. Yeah. I, I want you to say some last words to all the listeners so that they, you know, I don't know, but just be yourself 
and give some last words for all the listeners. Well, that, 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 that's it. Like, look, we're sitting here having a conversation, right, about everything and anything. That's exactly how I'll be a secretary of state, too, right? My door will be open, maybe not physically, right, because, you know, remote stuff, right? But I will be taking everyone's questions. I, I will be making sure to accommodate the questions or the people and their suggestions. And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to keep it as straightforward as possible. I'm intending to get in there and fix things. So it's going to be a bit of an earthquake, probably a very big one. And I'm pretty sure that we're going to get people on the record defending pedophiles and crime. And this is imperative. We need them to show the world who they are. We can't tell people we have to show them. And so um, by voting for me, I will make sure that um, the values of what our nation was built on are upheld and solidified and to ensure that in future generations that can't be corrupted. So I'm hoping that I can get people's vote because, you know, you've got nothing to lose. You're either voting for the same tyranny or something on a whim. You're going through uncharted waters. So you just have to either trust your gut and just pick. And if your gut says that you feel secure under the tyranny, then so be it. You have a viable third option. I am on the ballot. And I hope that I can serve you guys, just like I've been serving my country in the darkness for a very long time. I hope that, you know, you've got nothing to lose and almost everything to gain because I'm also funny. So I hope I can get your vote because I have a good sense of humor. And after you're in, uh, before you're in, uh, do me a favor and look up vetsforchildrescue.org or .com. I forget which one it is. Yes. You know, (laughs) yeah, Craig Sawman Sawyer. Yeah, he's been on here a couple times uh, specifically for that, you know, because it needs to be addressed. You know, he's doing a righteous job. So, well, what we need to do is address the problem in Ohio. And we're yeah. going to do, and we're going to kick off the conversation with Wexner day one. I think there that'll be like, my first directive is we're getting rid of Wexner's businesses. We'll just fill our coffers with his businesses. Um, you know, and if they say I can't do it, like the Toledo Blade did, it said, you can't do that. And I said, who says? Well, Rose became a police officer. I could do whatever I want then. <laughs> and if they sue me, let them go on the record and say that this pedophile needs protecting. Yeah. <laughs> he may have had a deal with the federal government, but he doesn't have it with the state. So anyway, <laughs> on that note, God bless. it's so much fun just sitting and, you know, just talking about everything. And, I've had um, a great time. I've had a great time. Yeah. Thank yeah, you for being here. I really hope I'll see you Monday. Yes. Hopefully I can be there. And that's something I said in September. I actually put it on my thing. I hope I could be there for Trump's last rally because it'll be in my state, Ohio. And people are like, what is she talking about? It's next week. And I was like, yeah, I mean, uh, I was trying to cover up the fact that <laughs> maybe I had some information. <laughs> Just kind of like, oh. You know, because uh, I was right again. Right. But, you know. It's, it's whatever. Wow. Um, That's so, uh, okay. yeah, you know, if you, you. If you, if you <laughs> anyway, I hope to see you there Friday, on Friday, on Monday, too. Monday. Um, yeah. I'm praying to see if anything came out today. Watch it be today and update it tomorrow, and I'll be very upset. You know, hopefully, Ohio can get some 
some traction going and we can fix the problem that plays our nation. So thank you again for having me, Brian. I really appreciate you. And hopefully I've earned uh, your votes. (laughs) Thank you. You've earned mine. (laughs) Those people. Yeah. Right. Thank you. You're in there. God bless. Everybody that is, oops, sorry. (laughs) That is Tori Maris. Uh, Maris for Ohio.com. Maris for Ohio.com. M A R A S for Ohio.com. Go there and share it on all your sites, wherever you might be. You know, if you're on Twitter, <clears throat> if you're on Facebook, if you're on True Social, I've, I've, I've shared that on True Social myself. Uh, go to all your social media sites and share Tory Maris for Ohio.com. <clears throat> so this state can be put where it's supposed to be on the right track for all of America. You know, I mean, we start off here in Ohio and we're going <laughs> to, we're going to blow it out for the rest of the United States of America just by Miss Mar- Tory Maris being on as our Supreme uh, Secretary of State. My goodness, that was a great broadcast. That was a great, I like the back and forth that we had the whole time, but I love the, let's say, intelligentsia that she brings to the discussion. I mean, she blew my mind a few times. I don't know about you out there. Uh, you probably listen to her all the time. I haven't had the chance to listen to her all the time because I have this thing going on. Uh, but she is dynamic and she is what this state needs, right? This, she is what this state needs. A lady that is for fighting for you. All right. And then we can work our, ourselves out of this state to every state in the United States. It'll set a precedence. It'll set a precedence. So share it on your social media, Maris4Ohio.com. Get it out there. She is what Ohio needs. Thanks a lot for being here, everybody. Uh, we'll be back Tuesday with the Patriot Roundtable. Until then, have a fantastic weekend and make sure you tell all your friends. Again, Maris4Ohio.com. God bless you all, and God bless America. This is Brian Lang with Live Truth Radio and TV. I'm out. This song goes out to all those that have served, all those that are serving now, and especially those that gave their all in service of our great nation. I thank you, and God bless each and every one of you. I'm just trying to be a father. He's a daughter and a son, be a lover to their mother, everything to everyone, up and out on bright and early, I'm all business in my suit, hey I'm dressed up for success, from my head down to my boots, I don't do it for the money, there's bills that I can't pay, I don't do it for the glory, I just do it anyway, providing for our futures, my responsibility, hey I'm real good on the pressure.